Hi there, you're listening to the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast, the D&D 5th edition actual play podcast that you can listen to in any order. Joining us today are... Stella. Hi, Stella Argentine here. Stella is a level 2 sorcerer. She is an elf-dragon hybrid. Her dragon half is silver dragon. And she looks like a tall, pale elf woman with long white hair, slitted blue eyes, silver dragon horn, pale skin, and um, silver dragon tail and some scales kind of scattered across her body. You can't really tell what skin and scale because they're both kind of, like, white. So, um, yeah, she looks a bit like a white tiefling until you look at her close more closely. And she usually dresses like a K-pop star. She's very, like, confident and likes to show off her, you know, body because it's pretty nice. Um, so today she's wearing um, cropped, tight, kind of like ripped jeans, dark jeans, with um, a black lace crop top and a cape. She's also wearing high heels, which makes her over six feet tall. So, um, yeah. She's just sitting in the guild hall, probably chatting to her new best friend, Jenny. Willie. Hello. I'm Willie. I'm a level two warlock. And a pretty normal young lad. I stand six and a half feet tall. I dress as a Victorian ghost. And I have curly brown hair that covers my smoking green pits of eyes. And Jade. Hello. Red skin. Black eyes. Orns. A gambeson. Which is a padded defensive jacket traditionally worn under chainmail. Chainmail. And wrinkled eyes. Jade Rollin is a retired city guard. And she talked like this because I would say by my friends, use a different voice so we know when you are in character. I said, I suck at voices. They say, we'll tolerate it. I said, oh, you asked. You asked for this. (laughs) (laughs) It is a lovely voice. Yeah, I like it. I can't imagine having to do a voice for a for for your whole life like that. <laughs> the three of you find yourselves in the guild hall after enjoying a night of merriment. It has been a rather slow week. Gold has been flowing freely for your other members, but you three just haven't been able to find a job lately, and rent is coming due. Fortunately, there are some new post-its up on the job board. Willie is at his normal position, staring at the spider that is slowly building a web, collecting flies near the flyer board. And as such, he will check the note upon the board. Well, you see various notes. One looking for, you know, please help find my lost kitten. They love to be in a certain tree, but I just can't seem to find them. Another saying that... Warning, Blue Dragon on the rampage, 200 miles north of the city, adventurers needed. One seems a little beneath you, the other a little outside of your reach at the moment. The third, however, says, help wanted, crew needed to man Orca, needed by midday on today's date. Willie reads it over, then looks up at the spider and goes, well, the spider, it looks like we both have jobs to do today. Good luck with your web. And then saunters over looking for anybody who was uh, 
left over from the festivities last night. Well, I was just chatting with Jenny because um, she wasn't really in the mood to do a job today. So basically, I'm just like kind of sitting where she is and keeping one eye out for people who look like they want to do a job. I see Willie looking around, presumably. So then I say my goodbyes to Jenny. I, I tell her, well, looks like that's it. Looks like someone else is going to do a job. So I'll see you later, girl. Then I'm going to walk over to where Willie is and ask him, looking for someone to do a job with? I am too. Ah, Stella, so lovely to see you. Yes, perhaps we can find a third, and it appears to be some sort of large aquatic mammal that needs a crew. I'll, I'll pass the note to her. Ah, that one. I saw that one earlier. That looks like the most interesting one. Like, rescuing kittens is fun, but I feel like an orca is just more dangerous, and I kind of feel up to doing something more dangerous. And I don't particularly <laughs> feel up to killing a dragon. Again. I, I wink at Willy, because I... Like, <laughs> I know that he was at the Argentine Manor, because my mom would have told me. He winks back, but you can't see because his eyes are covered in hair. So he just sort of stares at you. So, what was your name again? Because, um, I heard that someone matching your description went by the Argentine Manor, and I happened to live there. I wasn't there at the time, though. Uh, oh, yes, I'm... Wilvelian von Erden, would you, oh, the banner, which, with the, you know, I really could have put it together that the two silver dragons that I'm recently meeting might know each other, but I did want to presume, would that have been specious of me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and good catch, most people think I'm a white tiefling or something. But yeah, I am her daughter, and she doesn't want people, too many people going around knowing that she's a dragon. And Stella says this in, like, a bit of a hushed tone. So I'm glad that we were able to, you know, keep up that deception. Of course. I'm nothing if not discreet. Would anyone like to do a job? He says very <laughs> loudly. <laughs> uh, Jade probably hears that, right? I would imagine. Willie strikes me as someone who can really belt it out if needed. He is technically very large. And... <laughs> Uh, yeah. So he could probably build. Okay. She was polishing her chainmail on a wooden chair, like, super polite, not gonna, like, get anything dirty or anything. So, like, I, I clean up the chair and I put my chainmail back on over my gambeson. I pick up my sword. This feels very strange. I pick up my long sword <laughs> and I say, Hello, Willie. I heard you are needing a person for joining on your quest. Yes, some sort of orca is in need of a crew. I cannot wait to meet an orca with money. <laughs> I have seen strange ass things. Oh, by the way, I'm 52 years old. You see that in uh, character? <laughs> I have seen Stranger Things was in character. Oh, by the way, I'm 52 years old. Not in character. I just I don't know if I said that or not. Mm. Oh, okay. I'm old, guys. I'm old. <laughs> Stella's actually the same, like, close to the same age as you are. She's 49, but she basically is a teenager because she's, like, a long-lived race. <laughs> so she looks way younger than 49. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jade, is is that you? Nice to meet you. Hello, Stella. I have seen you around the guild. 
It's nice to officially meet you. I hold out my hand, and I, like, try to shake your hand. Yeah, I, I take it and shake it, and you see that my hand is quite cold. All right. Willie! <laughs> <laughs> like, it's kind of smooth, like, scales, kind of, but also, like, skin. It's like a mixture of scales and skin. Yeah. I don't judge. I'm, I'm literally tiefling. Willie! It's nice to meet you. How are you today? I'm doing very well. I had a wonderful time hanging out with my spider friend. And now I'm going to go make money so I can... And then he ponders, because he doesn't eat, sleep, or really need shelter, why he, what, what he does with money. And <laughs> well, just stares off buying him. things, like clothes, for example. And the spider, is it... Who's your spider friend that you're talking about? Uh... He just points uh, to just a regular house spider that's just building a web up in the corner. Divine smite! No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I do not smite the spider. And I'm like, yes, perhaps we should go. Off we go! (laughs) I point my sword up at the ceiling. And I hut hut out the door. (laughs) Away from the spider, mostly. (laughs) (laughs) You hear a very satisfied sigh of relief as the spider lives another day, not smited. (laughs) (laughs) So reading the note a little more carefully, and not just the headline, uh, you see that it's from a Grigori Vendel and a Tomus Vendel. Uh, They are shipwrights entering a competition, and they have made it to the final round against two other teams. And it looks like if they win they get a very lucrative contract with the various merchants of Nicomoy to essentially be in charge of making the new shipping fleets. So they want the best crew they can afford. It seems weird that they would be asking so late in the game, though, especially if they've made it this far. Listed as an address, you know, 225 Docks Lane B Pier 1. I will see goodbye to the spider and start heading out after Jade. And um, I'll just like look over my shoulder at Willie and say, well, looks like he needs a good crew. So, ready to get your sea legs on? Oh, I grew up much of my time underwater. So if the ship goes down, I'll be just fine. I'm glad one of us will. Well, anyway, I love Pier 1. Let's go. (laughs) Hell yes. (laughs) heading out of the guild hall you see that it's a fairly nice day it isn't cloudless but none of the you know clouds look stormy or you know having rainy intentions a pleasant breeze and the closer you get to the piers the more you realize you know if i wasn't on the job a dip wouldn't sound bad at all you hear the rustle and bustle of various ships being loaded unloaded sailors cursing at lost bets or, you know, shorted wages, and making your way down, you find an elf and a half-elf bickering, uh, one calling the other Tomus, the other calling the other Grigori. Grigori is a very short, sandy blonde with a beard, brown eyes, and a brawny build, and his ears look a little more blunt than you can only assume his brother or father, maybe. Uh, an elf with long, sandy blonde hair, no beard, green eyes, and uh, a very trim build. The one that you assume is Grigori. Look, if we must go out, the two of us, we must go out. 
We are not forfeiting just because we're missing a crew. And then from Tomos, And I keep telling you that if we go out, we die. Because the crew is missing means that they may not believe in us. And while I believe in us, I certainly have not enough experience to sail one shot. All right? Did someone say, die? And Willie will glide his way creepily over. Well, no one's dying today if I have anything to say about it. Who are you and your companions? We are fire-breathing kittens. We had your request. And this is Stella and Jade, my dear sisters of the guild. I kind of, like, glide up and make my um, cape billow behind me dramatically, because it's something that I can do. And I say, hi, I'm Stella. Uh, Nice to meet you. Are you the ones who are looking for a crew? Yes, yes, we are absolutely looking for a crew. Say, Tomas, I told you those flies would get jobs filled. Yes, but we're getting the pyromaniacs, are we not? We don't want the ship burning down. (laughs) You might be thinking of the cinder cloaks, though it's more of a religious thing with them. Ours is nearly all the time accidental, or at least good intentional. I can say this, I have never burned a thing down in my life. As of right now, by the way, listeners. First episode of Jade. <laughs> Is that going to change recently? I don't say that in character. Um, I, I, I'm going to just like um, use a combination of like prestidigitation and ray of frost, to just like create like an ice cube in my hand and just like spin it around and say, "I do ice. I don't really do fire." Ah, see, Tomos, see, we have nothing to fear. If anything, they can help lodge the uh, competition in an ice flow, perhaps. Speed off to victory and secure that very lucrative contract. All right, all right, we can give them a chance. I suppose we don't really have much choice. Tell me, how much experience do you three have sailing? Not as much as I have being underwater. Ah, yes, you do have that look. You too? And then I- I'm gonna just say, well, how much experience do you need? And just kind of like, um, kind of like pose confidently, sort of. I don't know. Like uh, I, I look like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I sink like a rock, so I will assure you, we will not sink. I'm wearing chainmail. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a swim speed. I could die. Hmm. Well, two of you seem to have a can-do attitude, and one of you seems to have a I can't afford to fail attitude. <laughs> we can work with that. <laughs> uh, do we have you for the job? We're willing to pay a hundred gold pieces. Each? For the entire crew. We don't have the contract yet, and I'm not going to promise money that we don't have, just in case you three don't quite win. Is the price negotiable if we do win? Hmm. I'm gonna look at him, like, sweetly, bat my white eyelashes. (laughs) I suppose you could make a persuasion check? Okay, I will make a persuasion check. Is anyone else going to present arguments as to why you should be paid more? Uh, Willie has a plan, but has nothing further to comment at the moment. <laughs> I see. Well, my dice is not particularly fond of me today, so I rolled a ten total. Listen, you're very pretty, but prettiness does not equal better pay. Depends on the line of work. <laughs> While that is true, sailing is not one of them. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're right. 
Eh, what do you guys say? 100 gold? That's like, what, but, 33 between all of us? Yes. I only need eight for my next purchase. So I'm willing to be, frankly, giving Jade a little bit more money if she doesn't even have a copper. <laughs> Don't you have children, my darling? That is why I have no copper. They just went to college two years ago. Oh, they need everything. They need mom. Give me this. Give me that. Oh. How did you know I had children? <laughs> oh, well, you know, I, I, I've actually been applying to colleges and I might have heard about it in the community. <laughs> I graduated from a college a few years back. It was a magic college, Atrios University. Your parents must be very proud. Um, she kind of just like uh, smiles, closes her eyes and nods. Yeah, it was... Quite a feat, I guess. Looks away for a second. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Well, don't worry. We are good for our word. At the completion of the contract, you'll be given a hundred gold. We'd prefer for you to win, of course. Now, you said you three don't really have sailing experience. We have a few hours before the uh, final starts... Would you like to get some practice in, or would you like to hear some details about what's going on? Sure. All right. Well, uh, your competition will be the Needle and the Birch. Uh, the Needle's captained by Vivian and uh, her crew, and uh, it's fast, but frankly doesn't haul much and couldn't take much of a hit, in my opinion. And the bird is kind of the opposite problem. It certainly won't win any speed competitions, but due to that, she's a little more maneuverable and can uh, take a few more dangerous blows. Orca, we like to think she plays in the middle. There she is. And he gestures to behind him to show a, a reasonably large sloop. Uh, she runs a little deeper than what it looks like on the surface, so her hold can carry quite a bit of cargo. And she's a good blend of speed and maneuverability. Now, we had a crew, uh, good old W, Charles, and Bello, but they went missing a few days ago. At first, we thought they may have just been out late celebrating and nursing a hangover, but, you know, after day two, we started suspecting the worst, and the tournament organizers are just saying, not our problem if your crew abandoned ship. Hence the job notice. Oh, so that's why you need a new crew, because your old crew went missing. Yes, yes, uh, which is unusual for them. Uh, w and her boys have been with us for months. You know, they they believe in this project as much as we do, so it doesn't seem right that they would just abandon. We're, we're suspecting foul play, but we don't have any proof. I mean, whatever happens at the end of this, we're going to try and find them. Hmm. So you said the stakes are quite high for you, or whoever wins the competition. Well, the stakes are high for everyone, yes. Uh, yes, uh, very, very... Well-paying contracts. Merchants will be commissioning easily a dozen ships from the winner. Ah, maybe more. Hmm. So, who are the other crew members, like, for your for the competition? You said that the captain for the Needle's name is Vivian? Like, what do you know about them? Oh, uh, Vivian? She's, I hate to say this, n nice? I mean, obviously, we don't want her to win, but we don't wish her ill will, and she seems to have a professional attitude towards us as well. Um, you know, she and her crew actually did build it, the needle as well. 
They're more hands-on than my brother and I. Uh, uh, two crewmates are Justinian and Theodora. All right, and, um, what about the other ship? The bridge? Oh, we have not had the, uh, displeasure of meeting them in person yet. Yes, uh, the captain is Greenbeard. Yeah, he's said to be a, frankly, curt, rude, and underhanded individual. Uh, Slick Draw and Felonius are the two under him. Uh, the, uh, designers of the Burge, like us, hired out for their crew. We haven't seen much of what they have to do on the sailing end, but in the competition so far, they have preferred to be more aggressive in their tactics rather than sailing-oriented, if you catch my meaning. Hmm, I see. So, like, subterfuge, kind of like underhanded tactics is what you're saying? Well, I meant more ramming the ship into the competition or boarding and stealing the cargo and saying, see, we made it to the finish line with our cargo and they don't have anything. If we, In fact, we have more cargo. Isn't that great? Well, to be fair, that is how it is in the ocean. Exactly. Hence why the tournament organizers are saying that's totally fair game. Now, could they use subterfuge? Maybe. I, I don't think they'd be that desperate. Because if they get caught, that'd be... A, Complete disqualification. Do you think they had anything to do with your missing crewmates? Well, to be honest, I hadn't considered it. Uh, like my brother just said, it that's risky. If they get caught, that's a complete disqualification for the Burge. If only we had some sneaky, underhanded, dislikable people to blame it on. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, they may have. <laughs> uh, by the way... I, the player, am suspecting the needle. <laughs> yeah, because they're so professional, right? <laughs> well, they could be deceptive. Yeah, yeah. I'm, well, okay, so, out of character chat, if we make the needle disappear, don't you think the birch would take the blame for it? Especially if we left part of the birch on the needle. Uh-oh. Anyway, so, <laughs> uh, didn't say that in character. Instead, I said, I know what I will do, and I hold my sword up. I have a sword now. And I say, I will be on guard while you guys sail. <laughs> Don't judge my accent. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that could be a great idea, actually, just to make sure that none of us go missing. Though, I feel like, I mean, you have a sword. I, I don't know what you do, but you're spooky, so I feel like you have something... That you do. Uh, she's going to look at Willy when she says that, and I can handle myself pretty well. So, I mean, hopefully we don't get kidnapped or something. And so, like, doesn't sailing require um, you to be really strong? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yes, uh, a hearty arm and a strong back are always helpful out down in the open sea. But there are many jobs to be done. Uh, there's the helmsman, yeah, making sure the ship goes where it's supposed to. There's the crow's nest, someone to keep a lookout and spot danger or targets. Uh, someone to be in the rigging, you know, make sure the sails are where they need to be, make sure the ship's going at a good speed. And for the competition, uh, there are, you know, two harpooners positions. You see, uh, to make things a little more interesting and simulate how unexpected life and travels on the open sea can be, 
For this final leg, the tournament organizers have scattered crates around each section of the race. And each crate holds various things that can be used to help the ship along. Alright, so a little bit of in-character chat, maybe? Okay. You asked for this. (laughs) Hey, I'm liking it so far. (laughs) So, um, I don't know, like, the job that he mentioned that seems that I could do is probably keeping a lookout, because I can see things sometimes, like, I have somewhat sharp eyes. As long as it's not really sunny out, and as long as I got my sunglasses, I should be good. I always wear, like, my cloak and sunglasses, because... The sun isn't good for my skin, if you know what I mean. Um, and mm. you can see she is, like, wearing her hood up. She's wearing, like, her cloak, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, yeah, I guess if there's anything that requires distraction, I'm quite good at that, too. Mm. Yes, you are far more suited to look at than I. My eyes are completely black. I have dark vision, and I just, like, like when a cat's eyes open all the way, and there's, like, the yellow of their eye becomes, like, a thin circumference. It's just solid black. So me and Bright Light don't get along. Um, So I'm like, you are very suited for that. Thank you. I will handle the rigging and I will pull and push on the sails and the masts. My out of character stat, my strength is 16. Mm -hmm. Uh. good. Mine is eight. So it's literally (laughs) half of yours. (laughs) Tug on some sails. Uh, I believe I will take the helm. As my intuition is good, I can keep us on course, and I can also shoot Eldritch Blasts up to 120 feet away. Oh, excellent. You can explode the crates, and we can see if they're worth getting. Perfect. I'll shoot many things for this ship. (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, it's good to hear that you three have decided who will be in what position then. Just don't forget that You know, you aren't locked in there. If necessary, you can always switch it around. Uh, Do you want to take the orca out into the bay for a little bit, get some practice in, or would you perhaps like to scope out the competition? Oh, I like the idea of scoping out the competition. I mean, maybe we can find out some tea on them. (laughs) She kind of, like, looks mischievously at the other two. (laughs) Yes, I'm deeply curious about this missing crew of ships. People. If you can find them, you get that hundred gold, and frankly, our gratitude. Let's be on our way then. Alright. Uh, last known locations, please, and perhaps the other docks where the crews of the other two ships might be. Oh, well, uh, I can't say that. I follow W's every move, but I know she and the crew love to frequent the uh, Oily Oaf uh, a few docks down. It's a pretty popular pub with the uh, sailors here in the area. As for the other crews, well, you you can see the needle right over there. He points to a very sleek and slender-looking ship uh, several piers down. If you had kept going and missed us, you would have bumped right into them. Uh, the Burge is a few docks down, actually. Uh, 218. You did pass them on the way in, but you probably didn't see them. They take up A and B, because of the size of their vessel. Wonderful. We will go explore. 
All right. Just make sure that you're back here by uh, midday so that we can sail out to the starting point and then off to the dagger straight. By midday. Yeah, sounds good. I think we can do that. Um, out of character, what time is it right now? Uh, about n- 9 a.m. You got a few hours to, you know, scout out the competition. Maybe do a little nefarious stuff if you guys feel like doing that or going for a rescue op if that's the direction you want to go. I have an out-of-character question. If someone were to be murdered on this boat right now, would people see it? Can I safely leave Grigori and Tomus here, or will I come back to corpses? <laughs> uh, well, they aren't on the boat, and the docks are pretty public. Okay. Like, you, you, you could see the, uh, the orca before you even went on the pier. Oh, um, good. So okay. assuming they aren't below decks, everybody's in plain view. Excellent. I didn't say that out loud. No reason to scare them. (laughs) (laughs) So where would the group like to go first? Hmm. I'll, like, look at them and I'll say, so, do you guys want to be, like, sneaky about this? Or do you guys want to just, like, be seen scoping out the other people? Perhaps we first go to the Oily Oaf and try to establish a timeline... If uh, anyone has seen them, then perhaps we might have a direction as to who the likely culprit would be. A timeline is an excellent idea, and I clank, clank, clank with my... I get disadvantage on stealth checks. (laughs) Really heavy armor. Yep, armor does that. All right, that sounds like a plan. We head to the Oily Oaf, loudly. Heading down to the Oily Oaf. You find yourselves in front of a bar that is very run down, but it has that certain charm that you expect in places that have become established to the point where they don't really need to care about maintaining an outward appearance. Outside, there doesn't seem to be a bouncer, but a pair of great, large wooden doors stands before you. I'm gonna head on in. I help you with that door, Stella. And then I, I like, actually open the door as you struggle with it. <laughs> yeah, because I'm I'm not that strong. <laughs> like, uh, why do they have to make these doors so heavy? I I mean, Stella would probably struggle with it, but she would be able to get it uh, after a little while on her own. But uh, <laughs> opening the doors, you see a a scene almost right out of you know any stereotypical pirate movie. You know, drinks all around, loud and rowdy crowd, and a few bar fights, arm wrestling competitions. A knife just got pulled. You're not sure if whether it was over a card game or an insult, but, yeah, they're shooting daggers at each other. And the barkeep is just minding his own business. Don't bleed on the tables. <laughs> Isn't even paying you guys any heat at the moment. But it is very crowded. All kinds of people here. Can I use my watcher's eye ability? Could you describe that? Your experience in enforcing the law, because I'm a retired town guard, and dealing with lawbreakers, this is my background, gives you a feel for local laws and criminals. I can easily find the local outpost of a watch or similar organization and just as easily pick out dens of criminal activity in a community, although you're more likely to be welcome in the former than the latter. So, like, can I tell who's criminal here? So in your time as a guard, you've obviously seen dozens if not hundreds of people you know put into stockades or drag them there yourself uh, you recognize a few oh no <laughs> no big timers 
I've arrested you. And you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're on parole, but I'm retired. Do I care? <laughs> you are almost positive any gambling going on here is not above board. Probably not licensed with the proper authorities. And you definitely get the feeling that a lot of illicit business has been done here. But okay. the business owner is just one of those. I know I'm a den for thieves and criminals, but they pay. Ooh. And they follow oh. my rules. Okay. Okay. Can I have the name of one of them? Absolutely. Uh, Swanee Stills. Swanee Stills. Okay. All right. <clears throat> I. Swanee Stills. He's a, he's a guy you put away a couple years back a few times. You remember him. Uh, a half-orc. Not necessarily a bad guy, just keeps on getting in situations that led to him being on the wrong side of the law. But okay. a good strong back keeps finding work. Yeah, yeah. Um, so separating myself from my friend slightly. So like we walked in at the same time, but I move off to the side. I head up to behind Swanee Stills and I cross my arms across my gambeson, my chainmail covered chest and I <clears throat> behind him. <clears throat> Um, whatever it was, they did it. It's just like you to avoid responsibility. You haven't learned your lesson. But that's okay. No. That's not why I'm here. Oh. Swanee, I am retired. <laughs> all right. Well, you can buy me a drink then for all the embarrassment you put me through. <laughs> uh, I have no money. I'm a town guard. No. <laughs> I'm retired, and I am putting it all down, and I am thinking to myself, you are people, just like I am people. And I wanted to say, and I hold out my hand to Swanee, I wish you the best. I try to shake Swanee's hand. I hope that you have a good life. Swanee looks at your hand and, you know, thinks about it for a second. Takes your hand. Well, uh, thank you, Jade. I know we've had our differences, and... I never loved it when you locked me up. You certainly weren't the only one, though, and you always seemed like one of the nice ones. You, it was never personal. It was just you doing your job and me being a bit of an idiot. We all grow up from it one day. So, speaking of, these are my friends, Stella, Willie. They are fire-basing kittens. And we are now freelancers. I am no longer a tangard. And I've come to find a missing person. I was hoping that perhaps, with your information of the community, you might have some rumors. You know, maybe you met them. Have you ever met W? Well, W who? There's a lot of people that like to use W. Tomus and Grigori's W crew? Mm, you guys want to try and persuade him? Ooh, yay, persuasion check. The reason I built this character... Woohoo! 17 on the dice. Plus 3. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I'm trained in that. Oh, dang, that's a 22. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, uh, that <laughs> Finally. After such a uh, persuasive argument and shared camaraderie of, you know, hey, our days of rivalry are behind us, Swanee is kind of feeling generous. Oh, W. W, that one. Yes. Um, so that's actually you. You. They just like to use W as a joke. Oh, you, you. Always, she is so silly. 
So she yes, might be uh, dead. We are very concerned. What? No. Ursula can't be dead. No. <laughs> no. Uh, old Ursula Lombridge? No. No, she... Anyone trying to do that to her would be in for quite a bout. No, that's, uh... Yeah, Ursula Lombridge, Charles, and Bellow? I doubt they're dead. They do love to hang out around here, though. I think it last saw them a, a few nights ago. But we are very concerned. They have not shown up for the shift on the Orca. They are missing. We suspect foul play. And I have seen so many terrible, terrible things. You know, not everyone has grown up. What if something happened to them? Oh, um, that would be bad. I mean, they are mixed up in that competition, and uh, some of those crews are taking it pretty personally and pretty fiercely. I, uh, I mean, I, I, they were kind of getting into it with uh, the crew of the Burge that night. Exchanging insults, you know. Stuff sailors do, I didn't think anything of it. Did you happen to see if Vivian, Justinian, and Theodora were also present? Oh? The Needle. Oh, they, those hoity-toities? No, they're, they're too good to be seen with us, uh, you know, hard, you know, dockside workers. They say our beer's too bitter and, you know, their gold's too good. Oh, they sound awful. <laughs> I mean, they might be nice, but they're certainly snobbish. Mm. Anyone who forgets that they are also salt of the earth is really just forgetting who they are. Okay, so, thank you very much for your time. If you start to get into trouble, really, you know, your parole officer, Wendy, you should talk to her more often. Be friends. I can't promise I'll be friends with her. But I will check in more frequently. Yes. If it'll keep you off my back. Of course. I slap his shoulder way too hard because I'm 16 strength. <laughs> He's a half-orc, though. And I'm like, I'm rooting for you. You can do it this time. You're also wearing a steel gauntlet. Ow. <laughs> keep it in check. <laughs> Goodbye. As long as you don't slap me again, yes. It's still <laughs> brutality, even if you're not a god. Ah, uh, 20 stills. I missed you. Okay, all right, that's all I got. I'm actually not charismatic, and I'm role-playing as a charismatic person, so I think that's great that I didn't get attacked in a bar. So we're going to, like, let me stop talking now. <laughs> Take the win and just keep on going. All right, so just out of character to my teammates, if you guys want to chat with Swanee, so far I've got, they were last seen a few days ago getting into an argument with the Burge. The Oily Oaf doesn't frequently see the crew of the Needle, and Ursula... Umbridge is W. I'm going to call her UU from now on, though, because it reminds me of Yuhu Milk. So there we go. And Charles and Billow are the other two. So they are genuinely dead guys. Like, <laughs> this is bad. Yeah. Um, I've, I've actually got some questions out of character. Yeah. So in character, I'll, I'll kind of like um, say, oh, Jade, looks like you know some people here. Um, so you said that your name was Swanee, right? I'm going to say this too, Swanee, obviously. Mm, yeah. So, do you consider yourself a regular here? Like, do you go to this place often? Or do you know anyone who does? Yeah, I, I would certainly consider this the home away from home. Yeah, if I'm in port, this is one of the first places I stop and the, one of the last places I leave. I see. So, like, you'd have pretty good idea of what goes on in here, then? I'd say so, yes. So, um, you said that the crew got into a fight with, um, with the crew of the other ship 
three nights ago. Have, has anything weird happened since then? Like, have you seen any people that were dressed oddly, like kind of like us, um, who kind of like stuck out or people that you don't normally see or people who are just like really scary that, you know, do really bad things like murder or kidnapping or something like that? Have you, have you seen anyone <laughs> like that? <laughs> Honey, take a look around. You're seeing people like that. Well, but besides, like... Um... Yeah, we're trying to see if, like, Foul Play was involved in their disappearance. So... I can't say I know W well, but I know what she and her crew are all about. They were personally invested in the Vendel Brothers' designs. You know, they backed them a little bit financially, but... They believed in the company. They had a personal stake. And they're also loyal. They wouldn't just up and leave. Swanee, so that is why we think they are dead. Yeah, or like kidnapped, or maybe being held for ransom or something. Ransomers usually tell you yeah. to money. <laughs> well, uh, <sighs> it's a harsh life, and I am a retired town guard. I've seen some, some no swearing on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Swanee does not press X to doubt. <laughs> Willie, what are you up to? What are you thinking? Pub info? Uh, yeah. Willie, I, th- I think you guys have or have got pretty much all Swanee will, like, would know mostly. I have an ability myself that commoners will just do their best to help me. Or do what they can to help me. So... I'm just going to kind of, while they're interviewing him, go around to different people and just be like, Have you seen uh, a W? Or what do you know of uh, the crew of the uh, uh, Needle or the Bird? Um, not to the same person, all the questions, but just sort of prepper the crowd with like, You guys heard anything? You seen anything? So you're kind of canvassing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, are you offering any reward for information, or are you just trying to hope for people's goodwill and generosity? Wouldn't be opposed to it if people start talking, but uh, Willie knows, like, if, you know, if they, gets the vibe if he just offers money for information, someone's going to be like, yeah, I saw him, give me the money. So okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll tip for the info, but okay. yeah. Um. Make a persuasion check or investigation check. Your choice. Um, hmm. I'm actually going to make a risky move here because I want investigation-based info, not persuasion. So I'm going to take the slightly lower of the two. Uh, Respectable 15. That respectable 15 gets a pair of people to uh, turn from the bar and their drinks. Oh, you look like you're out of water, pipsqueak. What are you looking for W for? Well, it appears that they've gone missing from their job, and as her replacement, I found it in my own best interest to see if, I don't know, perhaps there's a reason why she would abandon what seems to be such a simple job. Or maybe if something nefarious might have happened to her and her crew, so I might avoid the same fate myself. Well, can't say we've seen her too recently, but... I might have a little information for you, if uh, you make it worth my while. Otherwise, all I can say is I haven't seen her in a few days. Well, let's start with a drink to get you 
lubricated for speaking, and if the information proves worthwhile, there'll be more coinage to come. All right, all right, that sounds good. Hey, Tristan, another round on this idiot. He patiently waits for the information, quietly taking in the dark spirit inside of him, just being like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) (laughs) Will you be enjoying a drink, Willie? Yes, that would be the normal thing to do when we're amongst such company. And again, he does not eat or drink very often. Though I guess he's been drinking more, so he's getting a little bit better at it. Most of the grog or whatever ends up in his mouth. What does Willie order? Uh, just whatever they were already drinking. Just another round of them. Okay, it is a very dark beer that... It it honestly moves like mud, it smells like mud, it, it tastes better than mud. But it's fairly strong. Excellent. Well, uh... He drinks it way too fast and much too softly. <laughs> the person you are paying for information almost does a... <clears throat> Whoa! Oh, my! That is... You certainly can slam it back. Okay, then. Well, uh, I don't believe I have your name yet. Nor I yours, but you seem to have information that I seek. Let us discuss that. All right, well, um, my name's Ferdinand, and... The information I have is that I've heard the crew of the Burge talking about Ursula and her crew an awful lot lately. Interesting. And, uh, how much were the drinks? Oh, we'll just say a silver apiece. Alright, then I will put, uh, four silver on the bar. Okay. Well, the four exact conversations I can't exactly recollect, but I can at least give you the gist. Uh, they seemed excited that they were no longer a problem to their goal of winning with the Burge. And I recall them saying something about they'd enjoy the view from the hold while they won. That's been very helpful. I'll, uh, like, uh, put six more silver on the on the bar for a total of a gold. Uh, and then... Willie's going to do his signature freak-out thing, where his hair sort of flutters away from his eyes, and he bears his, like, sharp eel teeth and, like, flutters out his neck gills and goes, It's not very nice to call people idiots and make an intimidation check. All right, let's see what happens. Uh, I will take an 18. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ferdinand topples off of his stool, uh drink spilling maybe a third of a cup in his mouth everything else just all over his vest and face just ah! Ah! Uh, then Willie will like let his hair fall smile and goes it appears you've spilled your drink and throw another silver at him walk back to his friends slowly collects himself and Tristan another double Ferdinand has now seen some stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, very pleased with himself, Willie will return. (laughs) Does Willie share the uh, newfound information? Oh, yeah, I didn't know if it was going to be, like, mid-conversation or whatnot, but as soon as it's, like, a polite moment to interject when we're sort of revealing our uh, information, uh, he'll be like, uh, So word around the bar 
is that the crew of the Burge is being very boastful about their chances of winning, and there might be something that us and the brothers would find interesting in their hold. And uh, he gives a wink, like he saw Stella do before, but again, you cannot see his eyes through his hair. So it just kind of ends with, like, an expectant silence. <laughs> oh, I see. Well, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I couldn't get much more than Jade got. So that's that's good information. Well, this has been pretty productive. Do you think there's anything else we can find out here? I asked the rest of my group. Um... Here, like, maybe, how much time would you said we spent, like, overall, like, out of care? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's 9 a.m. in the bar. <laughs> yeah, like, because we can always uh, come back when, like, they, they were here, and, oh, wait, we have to go this afternoon. Yeah, let's go inspect the hold, keep an eye out for any way to booby trap their ship, and then if they do have people in the hold... We take the people out, replace it with a booby trap. And then what are they going to do? Be like, oh, you know, like, they replace our prisoners with traps. Like, mm, you know, it's, it's mutually assured destruction. And take, get, Well, I guess even if they go out, they get disqualified. So I guess that would just be spiteful. Which I don't know if... Actually, Willie is spiteful to people who are mean. So he might just burn this, uh, again, <laughs> expletive down. <laughs> I like that plan, honestly. There's a look in Willie's eyes that is a little bit further than Jade, the law enforcement officer, is willing to go. <laughs> like, I'm looking sideways at you and Stella, and you guys are communicating with your eyes, and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jade knew what she was signing up for. Yeah. I actually got an idea of how to get into the hold. Um, assuming that those people are on the ship, that we'd have to probably leave the bar just so we don't get any, um, witnesses. Yeah, oh, let's, yeah. Um, yeah, we leave the bar. I think we should leave bar, maybe just do a quick canvas of around the dock that the Burge is on and be like, hey, did you see them loading up any large sacks of potatoes or rolled up carpets into their hole recently? <laughs> Yeah, good idea. And as as soon as we exit the bar and like we're out of earshot of people, I say, "Hey, if like if they're still on the ship, if we can get one of them out and just like hold them off for a little bit, I can I can make myself look like that person, get in there, see if they're in the hold, maybe sneak them out or something. And you guys can come on if there's like a signal or something. But I can make myself look like other people if that's like helpful. That is super. That is super helpful." <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. But we should see if there's people on there first and if people have seen stuff. I, I think it's a good idea to go scouting before doing stuff like that. So out of character question, I'm a paladin, Stella's a sorcerer, Willie's a warlock. Um, like, do any of us have that thing where you can look places that you're not at scrying or whatever? Because that's oh, a thing no. the party can do. That's like a no. fifth level spell, I think. I was going to say, that's divination magic, and that's generally higher level divination magic. Okay. Or yeah. like uh, wizards with a familiar or something. Oh, I've got yeah. mage hand, minor illusion, disguise <laughs> self, and prestigation. <laughs> okay. All right. uh, so I can put my I hand almost... somewhere where it doesn't belong. <laughs> you can do magical uh. shadow puppets. Yeah. 
I could have taken Unseen Servant. Ah. Okay. Oh, well, it was worth asking in case you had, like, an Unseen Servant. But then, I'm in like, character... Oh. Oh, yeah. I'm 0 for 2 picking the right spells like on this character. <laughs> uh, so, so like in character I will say cuz we're outside the we're outside the oily oaf and yes. on approximately the docks where the burge is. Okay, Stella. You can look like one of the crew members. I should we proceed. Well, obviously it would be kind of weird if um if the same person was there twice, so we have to get one person away. At least for, like, a moment. Okay, I can do that. I head towards number 218, A and B. Or just you alone? Yeah, yeah. Can't okay. have my friends be seen. I, I'm of not. clearly I not the sneaky one. I'm the distraction one. So <laughs> I head there. And I stop outside the boat. And I'm 52. Yep. And I clutch my chest. And I crumple to the ground. <laughs> Give me a performance or a deception check. Both of those are plus three. Rolling. 17. Look at that. Jade, you are so much fun. (laughs) I say to myself (laughs) on the ground. (laughs) You give a very convincing... Oh my, what a lovely day to... Ah! My heart is attacking... Curses! If only there were some people around to help! Willie will come running over and go, No! She's dying! Everyone, look! Don't necessarily get too close, but definitely look this way! <laughs> I'm I'm gonna try to hide. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Like, behind a crate that's, like, nearby, kind of? <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I'm waiting to hear what, uh... Stella's role is for the oh, hiding. Stealth? Okay. Um, that will be... Sorry, uh, I, I thought I saw you shaking dice. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I was just waiting for the <laughs> roll for stealth command. Okay, so um, stealth is a plus two. That is a 13. My dice is not very good today. 13. Uh, okay, but there is a very, very loud invisible distraction going on, so you manage to keep your distance without managing to look like you're keeping your distance. But yes, uh, a pair of people poke up over the deck of the burge you see a human and a dragonborn just what on earth uh, ahoy down there uh, what's going on <coughs> oh no oh what a world what a short life she's lived but a mere 52 everyone please gather around and listen to her life story and help but don't get too close. Stay a respectable distance. <laughs> <laughs> they exchange glances and just slowly meander down. Have, have you called for a doctor or a god? Is that a god patch on her shoulder? <laughs> I have no. served my time. I stand up and I, I like stagger. I'm very good at staggering. I reach out one one hand and I clasp the shoulder of what, what is it a half dragon and a what a dra- uh yes a half dragon and a human mm. dragonborn <laughs> i clasp on the shoulder of the dragonborn and i say ah, it's it's my aunt my aunt my daughter adele she has my medication ah. and i crumple to the ground again wait where's your daughter nikamoy community college why does her daughter, who has the medication, reside so far away? 
if she's the only one with the medication. Uh, the human just starts running off. Help! Help! There's a poor woman who's suffering from a heart attack. Who has anything? Who's trained in medicine? Stella, you know what to do once one is separated from the pack. <laughs> yeah, um, so he, he's got a fairly, like, a distance, right? I am going to cast this guy's self, make myself look exactly like the human, like, uh, height and everything like that. Um, and, like, once he's kind of out of the other person's sight, I'm going to, like, uh... Yeah, so I, I'm gonna wait until, like, he's kind of out of, like, I don't know, there's, like, a crowd around him, or, like, the dragonborn isn't looking... Like half a block away. Oh, he what? Like half a block away? <laughs> well, uh, he, he's shouting, hey, help! Who, who has stuff for a heart attack? Or is trained in medicine? I mean, like, the, the docks are busy, but it, it isn't like, you know, Times Square or anything. <laughs> I mean, crazy stuff happens all the time. Okay, well, is, is the dragonborn looking in this direction or not? <laughs> oh, no, he, he's very distracted right now by the, you know person suffering from a heart attack. Okay. Very engaging. Um, in, in that case, if he's not looking, then I'm going to r- run out from behind the um, like barrel, and I'm going to say, I- I'm going to use minor illusion to like um, <laughs> to like say in his voice, basically, um, help is along the way. I'm going to go back to um, back to the ship, basically, and I'm just going to start running back to the ship. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the dragonborn looks at you. All right, uh, don't don't worry. Uh, it's going to there there. It's, he's not used to doing this whole comforting thing. This is very new to him. Please uh. please don't die near us. This would be very awkward. I don't know how Greenbeard would feel about this. Um, do you, do you know her? Am I doing this right? He points to you, Willie. Willie has been like watching the dude who ran off for help, uh, just to make sure he can intercept him. <laughs> So he's like, oh, no, uh, just concerned about a uh, a stranger who suffered an injury. You got this. Don't leave her alone. Stay right here. And then he's going to just... Do do I turn her on her side? Do I elevate her head? Um, Do do I give her a banana? You have to elevate the heart. She's having a heart attack, man. He, He awkwardly lifts you up so that... Your upper back is elevated compared to everything else. It is very uncomfortable on your neck. Yeah, but now his hands are busy. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, and then he'll just kind of go off in the same direction as the guy. And not, like, follow him, but definitely, like, try to find an alley or some boxes to where he can Eldritch... Ready, blast, Eldritch, blast, it, Eldritch, blast him again, and then bolt off if he has to. Are you going to stay close enough that you can see Jade? Uh, yeah, I guess I would try to straddle the middle. Okay. Uh, but... I trust that she knows what she's doing. <laughs> and what I am doing is that I am going to clutch the shirt of the person who's helping me, you know, like bring him in closer and say, Tell my family. Long pause. <laughs> <laughs> having having just watched the new Suicide Squad movie, I can't help but think of, uh, <laughs> yeah. what? What? This is so annoying! (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That seems like a good spot for the pause. We'll return shortly. Joining us today are Stella. Okay, so I'm just a normal human, part of the crew. I'm gonna see what's going on. I forgot to make a signal for my, um, for my other (laughs) friends to, like, or any kind of code, so 
We'll just wing it. <laughs> Jade. Tell my family. What? <laughs> and Willie. I truly hope I don't have to murder this man, but I absolutely will. <laughs> and remember, dear listeners, give us five-star reviews or whatever view you find appropriate, and we'll read them. But do remember, some of us are not opposed to murder. <laughs> Goodbye. We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes.com. If you leave us a review, we'll read it on air. It's fun listening to the words of your review get read by the characters you know and love, so go to iTunes.com and leave us a review today. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. Is their birthday coming up? A special anniversary? Would you like us to wish them a happy day on your behalf? You can arrange for us to read your shout-out on air at firebreathingkittenspodcast.com through our partnership with the website Buy Me a Coffee. Do you enjoy reading books? You can find paperbacks and ebooks based on our adventures on Amazon.com in the bookstore, Fire Breathing Kittens, that part's all one word, podcast. The authors do a great job of adapting the stories into fun novels. We also have official merchandise on redbubble.com. Imagine owning a notepad with the fire-breathing kitten logo on the front, or a t-shirt with one of your favorite characters. Welcome back to the Fire-Breathing Kittens podcast. Joining us today are Willie. Hello, everyone. Stella. Hi. I am currently, hopefully, on the ship. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> and Jade. That I love them. <laughs> <laughs> now, who would like to share what happened in the first half of the episode for anyone joining us late? Do we do the dice thing? We can do the dice thing. Who got the closest to 16? I rolled a 15. Ooh, there we go. Beat me, got a three. Yeah, that was two away. Good. Okay, I will try to recap this to the best of my abilities. Uh, so, we all met up in the Fire Breathing Kitten Guild Hall looking for a job, and we found a job with um this captain or captains who needed a crew for their ship so they could uh, participate in this um contest to win, like, a really big contract with a shipping company or with merchants or something like this. Basically, it's a high-stakes competition and they need a crew. So we agreed to be their crew and before the um, before the contest, we decided to kind of scope out the competition and look for the missing crew because the reason that they need a crew, and I forgot to mention this earlier, is because their crew went missing. So we're trying to see who done it. And um, Jade and Willie both found out some really good information in the bar. Uh, what was it called? The Oily Oaf. Um, really sleazy bar. That the crew had gotten to fight with the Burge crew. And the Burge people said that they um, said that like they're in the hold or something like that. 
So basically, what we decided to do is to create a distraction, get one of the people away from the crew, so that Stella, who is me, I can go disguise myself and look for the people there, and maybe get them out or give some sort of signal or something like that. Um, we haven't figured out that part. We're going to figure that out, hopefully. And Jade <laughs> pretended to have a heart attack as the distraction, and we got a human away from the deck. So it's going fairly well so far. Let's see how it continues. All right. That was an... <laughs> Thank you, Stella, for regaling us with that description of the first half of the episode. So, since the party has broken the golden rule and split up, yeah. we are going to go in three different directions of perspectives. First, we're going to have Stella do oh, a skill God. challenge to try and locate the missing crew, if they are indeed on this ship. Skill challenge? Uh, remind me what the rules are again for a skill challenge? Since you're solo, I'll be a little generous. I'm going to need four successes, but if you get two failures... Something bad might happen, and you can't do two of the same skill. Also, you have to use three different skills before you repeat. Three like, if you use acrobatics, before. you can't use acrobatics again until roll number four. Okay. Well, I really hope that my dice is going to be better than it has been so far. Your dice has been fickle as of late. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> do we need a substitution? I think so, because this is the one that gave me a net one on my death save last time, so... Oh, yeah, no, don't use that one. <laughs> okay, I substitute it for another die, which I really hope is going to be better. Have you ever floated it in some, like, you get some, like, salt or sugar and you put it in a shot glass and then after it's, like, half full of salt or sugar, you fill the water up to the top and then you put the dice in there and then you poke it and if it completely spins around without, like, curving to one side or what, like, if it always lands on seven, then you know that there's an air bubble inside the dice and then... But if it like lands on different numbers, then you know that there's not weight on one side of the dice. Uh, I haven't done that, but maybe I should to check for like to see if it's weighted properly. Yeah. Or you train your dice. <laughs> you can microwave it, and then apparently it gets slightly heavier on the bottom. But I don't know if that's true or not. That's an urban legend. <laughs> I'll try it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds interesting. <laughs> microwave dice. <laughs> Or, like, slow bake it at 100 degrees Fahrenheit for, like, five hours, and it gets slightly heavier on the... Anyway, so... <clears throat> Definitely don't drill in it. Put some lead weight in there, and then cover it up and paint it. No. Okay, keep going. <laughs> oh, quick aside. Uh, my training the dice is just leaving it on facing 20 overnight, and then giving it a test roll. And then, if you don't like it, public execution in front of your other <laughs> dice to teach them a lesson. <laughs> yeah, I, I put my bad dice in, in jail, so it, it's, it's going to stay far away out of my reach. Dice shaming and dice capital punishment. You heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Stella, you are on the deck of the Burge disguised as the human whose name you don't know. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh. You well, don't see I... anybody else around, aside from your uh, friend suffering a terrible heart attack. <laughs> and the dragonborn, whose name you also don't know, trying to administer <laughs> strange first aid. If I don't see anyone on the on the board, I'm just going to... Uh, I'm just going to get on the ship, first of all. And 
then I'm going to just, like, look around, and I will use my perception skill to um, try to locate where the hold might be. Okay. I got an eight. <laughs> oh, <Total>. no. <sighs> but, but she's perceiving right now? Yeah. I, I'm can, using perception. Can I, can I scream? Can I scream from the dock? I mean, you, you can scream from the dock. I, Slick you're draw! You're suffering a heart Felonious! I had a dream this would be how I died! Oh, you, you now know the name of the dragonborn. <laughs> which, um, which, which one is that? <laughs> the one you're not disguised as. Okay, so I'm Slickdraw. Okay, got it. <laughs> um, well, if you perceived me, which I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> I, you know, shouting, you know, heart attack, death rattles... I, I imagine that Stella would be able to hear that. However, with an eight, you do not perceive where the hold will be. You do have the common sense that it's probably below decks, but you find yourself in a door that probably isn't the hold. Okay, well, is that door going below decks? Oh, yeah, no, with an eight, you, you have the sense that it's below decks, but you don't oh. know where on the boat. But do I, do I know where this door is heading to? Uh, further aft, which is the rear end of the boat. Okay, uh, and... This is a big boat. Yeah, it, it it is a big boat. Okay, so, like, and I guess with an eight, I wouldn't be able to see if there were any trap doors or anything like that. Like, do I see any other entrances to somewhere? Uh, well, you have the door behind you leading aft. Uh, then it's kind of a branching hallway around the stairs that led you below decks. And then there's a door, um... To the bow of the ship below decks? Bow of the ship below decks. Is that the... Wait, remind me. Is is, is that the <laughs> back of the ship? Uh, bow is the front. Bow is aft the front. is the rear end. And then port side is left. Starboard is right. I see. Well, I'm going to go in, in the hallway that goes below... To, to the one that goes below deck. Because I know that the hold is supposed to be below deck. So... I am going to go through the door that goes to the bow, I guess. Which I'm assuming might not be the right one, because Stella doesn't really know much about ships, and I got an 8, so I'm just going to go toward that door and see what happens. <laughs> okay, well, that door is unlocked. Uh, so the bow end below decks, entering it, uh, you find a large something, cylindrical object, uh, that seems to be pointed towards a hole in the front of this. Would Stella know what a cannon is? A cannon? Uh, probably. Yeah, I, I think Stella would know what a cannon is. Okay, it's a cannon. <laughs> it's a cannon. You have a, Good to know. You have a small stack of cannonballs and a barrel of gunpowder. I'm guessing so. this would actually be Slickdraw's post because of his name. So it wouldn't be too unusual for Slickdraw to be here. So is is there anywhere else? Like, is it just the cannon? Or is there, like, a hole going somewhere else? Oh, no, no, no. So maybe I didn't paint a, a good word picture. Uh, so imagine, you know, you have your stairs going below deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is your little room in the bow. Yeah. Then, you know, two small hallways, because, you know, it's a big staircase going down, that both end in the same area in front of the door to the aft. Oh, okay. Okay. I am going to go down the stairs then. Okay. 
Toward the after. Uh, are you going to go through the other door? <laughs> yeah, I I think so. Yeah, I okay. will. Um, how about you give me another skill check? Okay, uh, skill check. <sighs> what am I feeling like doing? I am going to do a... Should I gamble? Should I just do, like... <sighs> yeah, I'll... I'll do it. Do or die, alright? I'll do an investigation check. I'm worse at investigation than perception, so I'm leaving this entirely up to the dice. And the dice failed me. I got another eight. <laughs> that's, oh. that's my number today. That's that's two fails. <laughs> okay. You open the door and the Well, you see why he's called Greenbeard. Greenbeard? Okay. Yes. Uh it's a male triton. Yeah. Kinda short, like maybe not, not over five and a half, for sure. Uh, he looks in his mid-40s. He has that, you know, kind of stereotypical captain's beard that you would accept, expect uh, that salt-and-pepper look. But mm-hmm. uh, no, this is seafoam green, uh, a shaved head. He, he's rocking the captain's cap, though. Uh, you know, kind of doing the whole Hugh Hefner look, actually. You know, robe and pipe, even. Average build. Yeah, slick draw. What are you doing back here? I thought you and uh, Felonius were on deck. Oh, yeah, yeah, we were. And I'm going to do, um, I, I'm going to, like, use Minor Illusion to make my voice sound like uh, his, kind of. And okay. I'm going to say, um, oh, yeah, we were, you know, just getting ready for the competition and everything. But this this guard had a heart attack right in front of the, um, right in front of the ship. And, well, I mean, it was, it was a close call. I, I just... Came here to let you know that and just make sure that everything's okay. Well, I mean, you didn't lie. So, uh, persuasion. Persuasion. I'm going to use another dice for this, because so far I've had two dice failing me. They're both going in jail. Okay, that's better. 18. <sighs> Much better. Much better. Yeah, okay, that, that, that tracks. Are they still out there? You didn't bring them on board, did you? Oh, no, no, I, I wouldn't do that. No, they're, they're still out there, but... Thelonious is down there with them, uh, trying to, like, make sure that they're, they're alright, you know? Wouldn't look good to just let the guard die out there, you know? Yeah, even worse if they died on the ship. Yeah. Wouldn't want to attract that kind of attention. So, um, what's going on? Do you want me to do something? Want, want any further preparations? Well, uh, the, the, the guard. Why, why were they here? Oh, uh... I have no idea. Like, probably just doing a walkthrough. I I don't know. I don't know why they were there. Guards are everywhere these days, you know? They they weren't looking for uh, a guest, were they? Uh, I mean, I hope not. I, I don't see why any, anyone should know about that. Uh, and I'm just gonna, like, look around nervously, and I'm saying, yeah, I... I really hope that's not the case. Should we find somewhere else to put them, just just in case that more guards come? Uh, let's let's check up on them. Let's let's just make sure that where we left them. Yeah, that's that's a good plan. And uh, yeah, let's let's not waste too much time because you know, I I think I heard more coming. It's getting close to noon. There are more people on the decks. So let's let's make sure we do this quickly and quietly. All right. Well, you know the way. All right, and here I'm going to use a deception check to make it look like I'm really confident 
in the fact that I um, know where I'm going. I'm just going to pick a direction, and I'm going to use my deception to carry me in that direction. <sighs> no. no. I got a natural one for no. no. <laughs> I hate my dice. <laughs> my dice literally hate me. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. I'm going to throw all of them in jail. <laughs> I'm going to have no dice left. <laughs> uh, so, you you go back to the bow, mm-hmm. and then you go back to the stern. Just like, how do I get to it? How, how do I get to the hold? There should be a very obvious answer to this. <laughs> the captain is just shocked that his first mate doesn't know the layout of his ship. He doesn't know what to make of this. Uh, he pulls out his key and uh, goes to the wall across from where the door was, puts the key in and opens the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, standard stair deal. You go down the one set of stairs, then you go to kind of the same direction the stairs started, then you go down the next set of stairs. How much did you drink last night? Uh... I am going to um, kind of just, like, hold my head and just, like, groan like I have, like, this huge headache. Ugh, I mean, I, I can't even count. Like, 10, 11? Yeah, no, I, I blacked out after the 11th or 12th. Ugh, yeah, sorry. That, but my head is just That's why I told you guys me, not to drink that mud. And first, am I still doing a skill challenge, or...? No, 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 no. Okay. You you failed that. You, you ran right into the captain. <laughs> All right, no more skill challenge, because I was going to use performance for that, but no need for that. (laughs) Luck just isn't on my side today. (laughs) Um, Just like, sorry, Captain, old habits die hard. Yeah, okay, well, steady yourself and, you know, don't lose the beer anywhere that I would be walking on, please. Otherwise, you're paying for the new shoes. I'll, I'll try. Yeah, we both know that. Money's a bit tight right now. Anyways, let's just... Let's just continue. And I'm gonna go toward where he where he is. He takes the lead and takes you down that set of stairs, and then one more, and then you reach the, you know, kind of... Not quite ankle-deep, but your feet are certainly wet. Uh, bottom of the ship. And, uh, now you see the hold, and... Behind some barrels and crates, you see a half-orc, a dwarf, and a human, who look a little worse for wear. Uh, black eyes, you know, bruised shoulders and faces, uh, kind of gagged and tied up. Okay, okay, good. They're, they're right where we left them. I'm gonna, like, kind of look at them, kind of, like, looks down my my nose at them a little bit. I, I want to see if, like, they recognize me, if, like, I was the one who did that to them, or if, like, someone else... Like, I, I want to see if they look, like, intimidated or angry or something like that when I do that. So, if we were to put a name to this, you'd like to sense their motive? Um, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, kind of. I would like to okay. see if, yeah. Go ahead and roll that. Insight? Yes, yes, oh, that 17. is the name of that skill, not sense motive. <laughs> 17. They can be hot when they need to be, apparently. Um, they look very cross with you, but you're not getting any sort of, oh, you did this, you son of a gun, and then when I get to you, it just kind of general, I am not happy with you. You're on my list. Let me out. 
now. Okay, good to know. And, and like with that insight check, could I see if they like know how to fight? Kind of like they can handle themselves. Okay, so um, from the information you gathered at the oily oaf, uh, you're able to gather that the half orc is Ursula. She looks like she has been in many a bar brawl in her time and can certainly handle herself. You're not sure who's who between the human and the dwarf, but uh, the human, yeah, he, he looks like a toothpick. He looks like you could ram him through the, the gun hole that you saw the was for the cannon. Mm. So if he can fight, he does not look it. I see. Uh, the dwarf looks almost like a bundle of hair on a squat frame. <laughs> uh, so you cannot really make out much beneath the unkept mop of hair and beard, and you can't even really see his eyes underneath his really bushy brows, but he is built like an anchor. So if he can't fight, someone who can could probably throw him, <laughs> and it would work. Uh, okay, cool. So, like, um, I'm gonna kind of, like, look back at the captain and said, oh, okay, good, he's still there. Now, do you think we should just keep him here, or do you think we should move him to somewhere else? Well, this is uh, probably the most secure part of the ship, but if someone were to come aboard looking for, you know, people we may be restraining against their will, this would be the first place they'd look if they had a warrant. Uh, how about we move them up one deck and uh, to the bow? No one would ever look there. Yep. Aye, aye, Captain. Sounds like a good idea. All right. Come on up, you scallywags. Come on. Don't worry, we're getting you to better accommodations. You won't get foot rot up there. So he takes them up one deck, not to the, where the gun port is, but to just below it. And with that, we will cut to Willy. You've been keeping watch for about five or six minutes. And uh, in that time, you know, you've heard the groans and moans of Jade, the, you know, Remember, remember me! <laughs> Tell my story to my children! been a very moving performance the academy will be giving awards but no sign of the human yet um i will uh just stay vigilant and uh keeping an eye out for like a good kind of spot to stay hidden in in case i do have to like intercept intercept okay uh how would you give me a stealth check real fast can do just to you know find a good hiding spot in the crates and barrels strewn across the ducks. Well, I realized after Jade mentioned it that I also have a disadvantage on stealth check. So I will take a seven. Not that great. No. Okay. All right. Well, you find a couple crates that you think you might be hiding behind, but it's really hard to get comfortable. So mm. you just keep shifting and shimmering and trying to Make it so your armor isn't pinching that one part of you. Not really staying still the best. Mm. Uh, but give me a perception check real fast. Okay, well, at least I don't have disadvantage on this. Still not great. That's going to be... Oh, not <laughs> plus zero. A ten. Okay. Uh, I mean, you're not, you know, spotting stuff from leagues away with your eyes, but what you are able to see with that ten is uh, a small crowd of about four people uh, come barreling out of an alley. One of them has a, a bag with all kinds of devices strewn out of it and uh, 
a small little red heart on it, and you, you recognize the human pointing, like, over there, over there. Uh, hopefully she's still with us. So when I see the person <laughs> who I'm assuming has something to do with hearts at the very least, um, like, approaching over, uh, hmm. Yeah, I guess I'll just intercept and run over to Jade and start waving my hands and be like, I didn't want to do this, but I will use my Eldritch Magics to save her. And then uh, I'll just, like, start waving my hands real dramatically, toss, like, uh, actually, I'll just do Toll the Dead, which I believe shouldn't have any effect on her because she's not actually missing any health. Um, I think that makes a big noise, which would alert, uh, Stella. Is there anyone's going to check? Oh, no, that would still be very damaging. All right, I'm just going to shoot an Eldritch Blast, like, sort of over the ship, and then maybe that'll cause enough commotion to, like, do something. You you can hit me with it. You can, you can like, zap my chest. I'll make it. <laughs> yeah, I can also just do that one direction and put a hand on you and be like, I'm sending the heart attack to space. <laughs> oh, and then I'll pretend like I'm in pain as I'm doing it. Oh, it hurts me too. It hurts me too the so badly. The power of the patron compels you. <laughs> yeah. The power of the patron compels you. Yeah. I am alive. <laughs> uh, would Would you two like to give a performance roll for oh this miraculous recovery? Yeah. Uh, or should I assist you, or I don't know how this help action, or I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, you guys can either both make a roll, or one person can give the help action. I'll help you, Willie. I say, thank you so much! Woo, really needed that help. Took a three up to a total of uh, 14. So, not bad. That is considerably better. Yeah. So just as the uh, theatrics come to an end, the actual Slick Draw, along with his uh, new retinue, come to a stop at the docks. Oh, is she still alive? It hurts, it hurts my chest. Oh, young man, you who saved me. Uh, yes, yes, it is I. I'm trying to position my body so uh, the Dragonborn can't get a good look at Slick Draw since he came from the out, like... He would have been doubling back at this point. <laughs> Please, can you can you be my crutch? Can you help me walk? I need to go to my family. I realize again how much I need them. Ah, uh, yes, of course, madam. And then I'll like take her by the shoulder, but again, just trying to put the two of us like mm-hmm. waiting for the crowd to disperse. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm stumbling. It's hard to it's hard to carry someone. Um. And just buying as much time before potentially this is blown. You are such a good boy. <laughs> I'm like 52 and you're like, how old are you? I'm 18. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your parents must be so proud. I'm still clutching my chest and stumbling. <laughs> if I could assist, I I would be assisting. Yeah. How you doing, oh, Stella? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't believe Stella saw any of this. Uh, it, it took no. Stella about those five minutes to get to below decks with the captain and, you know, convince him that, hey, maybe we should move him up a little bit so they won't be found by any city guard. But she now knows where they are. (laughs) 
and you did hear a strange, eldritch-sounding blast. Hmm. Okay, uh... Huh. What, what should I do? Where's the captain right now? He's he's still with me, right? Like, we're all yeah, together. Yeah, at, at this point, you guys are, uh, have, are wrapping up, you know, putting him in the new location, bow of the ship, two levels down, uh, locking up. Hmm. So, yeah, I, I definitely heard that. And I'm going to say to the captain, uh, did you hear that, captain? Mm, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely did. That was weird. A lot of weird stuff going on today. That couldn't possibly be the signal for the start. It's only, he looks out the window, 10? I'm going to go with 10. Well, if there's too many people around, we wouldn't want to look suspicious. So how would I just finish up, up here and you go back to your, uh, to, to your cabin and do, you know, captain stuff. Yes, the captain stuff is very important, very crucial part. <laughs> He's in a robe. No. <laughs> As you were, slick draw. Alright, aye, aye, captain. And I'm going to kind of, like, turn back and wait for him to leave, as, as I see him leaving. Yeah. All right, so that after, like, a second or two has, has passed, and he's, like, all the way up the stairs, and, like, ho- hopefully, um, like, he doesn't, like, has his back to me, kind of, I'm gonna, uh, just, like, the, the the captives are all, like, secure, right? Or are they gonna, like, get loose? He has locked the door, you guys left them tied up and gagged. Okay, so in that case, I'm just gonna go back up, and I'm going to kind of, like, just peek over and see see what's going on. Do, do I see human? It's like looking in a mirror. Okay. I mean, he isn't that close, but uh, you see Jade and Willie uh, kind of making their way down the docks. A little bit of a crowd around them. And uh, the actual Slick Draw, uh, not looking at you. Okay, perfect. In that case, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to like dispel the... <laughs> I'm going to dispel the disguise self. And... Um, yeah, I'm going to disguise the dis- dispel the disguise self right away. It's cost a bonus action. And um, once the captain has, like, gotten back into his, like, quarters, I'm going to, um, I'm going to, like, take my robe off and make it look kind of like a dress. And once I take, like, my cloak of billowing off, I, I am, I mean, I'm a pretty, I'm in a pretty revealing outfit. And I'm just going to, like, um, just going to, like, stagger off of the, um, the ship as, as though... Well, you, you know what captains do. What kind of people that they hire. I, I'm going to pretend that I was essentially one of, like, some kind of lady that he was with just now. And I'm going to say, oh, oh, you guys never saw me. And then I'm just going to, like, go off of the <laughs> deck and I'm going to, like, run off, kind of. I, I was never here. <laughs> I mean, he, he certainly was wearing uh, the proper attire for... A visit like that. <laughs> I know there's only one reason I wear a robe. I just took a bath. <laughs> All right. Um, so no signal was agreed upon. No rendezvous location. Where is uh, Willie escorting our dear heart attack victim to? Willie's just trying to buy as much time, like, and keep these two people from seeing each other until we absolutely can't anymore. So if Stella could have gotten off, like, because there was no signal established, as soon as I see her or 
slick draw come out like onto the deck of the ship, I'll just start moving away as fast as possible because it's like, okay, okay. she's out. Yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it was he, Stella. I am. Um, I dropped disguise, and I'm yeah. tr- I'm like attempting to get off the ship essentially. Uh, cool. Then I'll just start walking. I guess in the direction I saw, uh, the original, uh. Slick draw or whatever, and the doctor coming from because maybe that's where a hospital's at, so that would seem reasonable. Okay, but then we'll just circle back and meet up. Essentially, okay. yeah, I'm just gonna like walk off toward like I don't know the the town or like a pub or something like that. I'm just gonna like start walking off, kind of like a shame, like gathering my cloak around myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a speed thing too. Like we're staggering and she's walking pretty fast, so she probably caught up to us. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I was going to say, with what's going on and what uh, Willie was describing, it sounds like Stella would easily enough be able to keep you guys in sight to the alley you want to duck away into, not look like she's obviously following you, and then within a minute or two, be able to duck into said alley without it being obvious that she's tailing you. Perfect. So, a few minutes go by, you guys rendezvous back in the alley, just to hop and a skip away from the burge. So, what did we see, Stella? Yep. They're, they're in there. Oh, yeah. Also, excellent acting, Jade. I really believed you were dying there. <laughs> oh, well, at, fif- oh, at 52, I sort of am. <laughs> You're so lost in your character of this dying person. You don't know your age. You're losing your accent. You're so method. <laughs> Everything hurts. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh... Uh, this is not acting, you guys. I'm really old, so... Like, this is... <laughs> 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 uh, okay. <clears throat> no, but, like, um... I stand up straight. I have better posture than someone clutching their chest and keeling over from a heart attack. And I say, they were all in the old? Uh... Well, yeah, they were in the hold, but um, I, I got the captain to actually move them somewhere else. Uh, it's it's in a room that's, like, locked in the bow of the ship. So, um, yeah, they're they're in there and they're all beaten up. So, I I mean, it makes sense that, what happened. And th- thanks for buying me that time. Like, that was really good job, you guys. And we didn't have a signal, but you came up with one, Willie, so good on you. I'm going to put my uh, cloak on back properly. <laughs> Fire-breathing kittens. Ooh-ah. Wouldn't it be exciting if during the race, we appooned their boat, revealing the contents like a glittering chest inside? Ooh, I like that. Really dramatic. I was just going to arrive at their boat shooting after informing the police that they had been doing a kidnapping. But yours sounds much more dramatic. I mean, if we just reveal that they're there, like, if we get them off, we just get the 100 gold immediately. But if you guys want to actually participate in a, like, ship race, I'd be down for that. I think we should persuade the brothers to give us money on the back end of the contract. Yeah. He's had 12 ships. That's a good bit of money to be spent over the course of a few months, perhaps. They definitely need protection. Yes. Well, just an idea, plus a boat race sounds very lovely. So just so I'm on the same page, you guys want to do the boat race, and during the race, 
reveal that the crew of the Burge kidnapped the crew of the Orca. Yeah. I mean, okay, that's what I'm getting. speed racer this. All right. So, using a little hand-wavy magic, we are now at noon. And the brothers have schooled you in the appropriate ship lingo and locations and actions for, I believe, Jade wanted to be in the rigging. Hmm. And Willie wanted to be in the crow's nest. Uh, I think helm. I was in the crow's nest. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Willie in the helm and Stella in the crow's nest. Alrighty. So, noon comes around. There is a foghorn that bellows across the bay. And the burge, the needle, and the orca pull out to sea. Okay. So, here's the plan. The needle cannot take a hit. For example, from the birch. So what we do is we get in front of the needle really quick because they are so fast. And we slow them down and the birch might pick them off. Sounds, yeah, that sounds like a plan. Elm, steer for collision course with the needle. Hello. Should I try to like fire some ice at them or something? Try to slow them down? Because I, I can do that. So the plan is, we're going to look like, oh no, we're so bad at sailing. Are we in your way slowing you down for the needle? <laughs> and then the bird will be like, snack time. And then, <laughs> I don't know. We have heavier defenses than the needle, so it would make more sense for someone to accidentally harpoon the needle than us. But this could all go awry. Ah, but yeah, we can't ice them because we can't deliberately be attacking the needle. Yeah. Ah, I see. Yeah. <laughs> So it takes about a couple hours of sailing. You reach the Dagger Strait. All the ships uh, drop anchor on the shallows outside of the strait, while the lead ship goes over the rules. Participants, congratulations on making it to the final round. As before, anything goes. You just must reach the finish line with your cargo intact. Any ship that crosses the finish line without their cargo is considered disqualified. The first ship to reach the finish line with their cargo intact will be the winner and receive the contract. Now, once again, there will be several crates in each section of the race scattered around to provide boons to the participants and the crew that retrieves said crate. Pretty much if you retrieve a crate, we'll roll a d6 and see what item you get. Ooh. Nice. And to add a little bit of a racing element risk-reward system, your ship will be able to move at four different speeds, as will the other ships, in theory. Slow would be 50 feet per round, but you have advantage on steering checks. Two would be 100 feet per round, just good old-fashioned. No advantage or disadvantage. Three would be 150 feet per round, disadvantage on steering checks. And four would be 200 feet per round and cannot steer if someone is at the helm they can steer with disadvantage. Uh, assuming that Willie stays at the helm, there will be advantage on steering checks. Assuming that Jade stays in the rigging, uh, there will be advantage on checks regarding the ship's speed. Assuming that Stella stays in the crow's nest, she will have advantage on perception checks for spotting crates, spotting dangerous hazards, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then up to two people can be in the harpooner's position, and you, there, they can try and retrieve crates with the harpoons. And you guys, on your turn, can shuffle to a different position. I see. And what kind of checks are we making? 
uh, for the rigging, I would accept acrobatics or athletics, whether you're just trying to, you know, really pull those ropes taut or just, you know, swing around and tie it down where it needs to be or loosen what needs to be loosened. For helm, a flat DC of 10. I can't really think of any skill that that would really be demanding of. Cool. But you can add your proficiency modifier. And, you know, for the crow's nest, perception. All right. The harpooning would be ranged attacks. And I believe javelins are simple throwing weapons. Ranged attacks with dexterity for harpooning? I want to say they can use dexterity or strength. Okay. All right. Uh, Are we all clear on the rules and mechanics of the race? Yeah. All right. Um, You did say... You said anything goes, so that means we can attack them, right? Oh, yeah, no, you can absolutely attack the ships. You can, you know, board the ships even and try and steal their cargo. (laughs) All right. I mean, we don't want you killing the participants, but, you know, pirates don't take it easy on the high seas. (laughs) Oh, no, uh, I've got a really annoying tactic I'm going to do. Oh, dear. What have I unleashed? (laughs) At the sound of the foghorn, cruise. Release your anchors and let fly your sails. Three, two, one. Full speed ahead to jam up the needle. Yes. All right. I am on the rigging, so I roll yeah. with advantage on speed. So that's advantage with athletics, right? Yep. Uh, and I will say like full speed, like at four, right? Yep. Okay. So you can make you can steer, but it'll be a disadvantage. It, I, so we theoretically, how far away are we from the needle? I, I would say you guys are starting out about a hundred yards away from. You're in the middle, and each ship is about a hundred yards away from you to each side. Yards or feet? Yards. Three hundred okay, so feet. Three hundred feet. So, okay, got it. So we do need that four speed. Okay. Well, with advantage with plus five, it's uh, eighteen on athletics. Okay, yeah. Um, Between knowing what the game plan was in advance and your very good rigging skills, you are just able to let everything loose that you want and just go out full steam ahead. I don't know what these ropes are, but I pull! (laughs) 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 All right. Willie, give me that uh, steering check with disadvantage. Uh, So... Uh, with disadvantage on the dice, um, I got a six, but I have an ability as a reborn. Uh, it applies to skill checks, though. So is this still a skill check, even though I'm not using an assigned skill, or is this uh, like a just a something else? I would say it's still a skill check. Cool. So with a d6, Willie's hair flutters up, his green eyes start to glow... He recalls a past life that uh, he never lived, but his spirit did, where he was a captain of some boat or something. And he has a flash of, like, how you're supposed to be at a helm for, like, just a moment. And with renewed confidence, like, at least gets an 11. (laughs) Okay. The ship is on course. And can we get a perception check? All right. Is this advantage or regular? Advantage. You're in the crow's nest, I assume. All right. Yeah, I am. Once again, terrible rolls. So that was a nine plus three is twelve. 
With advantage. With advantage? Yeah, I, I rolled a nine and a five on the dice. <laughs> I think those dice need more than the timeout. <laughs> yeah, time to switch dice again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so ahead of you in the straight, you can see what uh, can only be described as stone towers in your path. Uh, and it looks like the current is flowing the direction of the race. So you guys will be going faster uh, once you enter here. So it'll be harder to maneuver around these obstacles. But you also see two crates uh, if you keep heading in this direction. So you're cutting off the needle, you're heading in the direction of two crates, and you're going full steam ahead towards rocks. All right. I I will say um, rocks straight ahead, and I'm going to say like the... There's, like, some stone towers, but there's also, like, some crates down there, and I'm going to, like, cast Mage Hand and use my Mage Hand to point out, like, the direction of the crates so that, like, Willy can see where the crates are, kind of, without me having to go down. I'm picturing this as a turn signal, and I'm loving it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to alert the, the everyone to the presence of the stone things and the crates, to the best of my abilities. So the needle tries to do a similar uh, peel away like you guys, but not quite as effective. So you have kind of cut them off. Um, <laughs> but they're in a position to ram you if they're not careful. Granted, it probably would do just as much damage to them as you. And the burge, she's big, but she's slow. Uh, so she's just heading in the direction of the straight. And you hear some shouts like, what, what is going on? Why is the needle falling behind? Oh no, I do not know how to steer. I am a new iron help from today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that is the first round. Uh, moving into the second, does anybody want to change positions? I have a plus five to athletics. I should stay here. Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm okay. okay. I think I'm good where I am too. Oh, okay. wait, but don't we need someone to harpoon? You guys can't retrieve crates without a harpooner. Yeah. Well, we can't retrieve the crates without a harpoon. But Willie. Uh, were the other two guys coming with us, or no? Uh, no, no. Okay. So, actually, um, in that case, um, since I know where they are, I'm gonna go down to harpoon. Ah. Yes. Okay. So, going into round two, um, do you guys just want to keep trying to do that thing where you're trying to make way for the other guy, but really you're just getting in his way more? <laughs> I think because we're going into rocks now, and especially with Stella pointing out, like with the mage hand, like if their spotter is halfway decent, they'll also see that. So I guess could I make like an insight check to see, like, are they going to try to ram us or are they going to try to get out of the way? Because that'll influence my decision. Like, are they going to go for okay. the other crate or are they going to ram us? All right, go ahead and make that check. No advantage or disadvantage. I mean, that's good. It's 13. Okay. Uh, it's a boat. They're not slowing down. Okay, um, so... your, your gut's telling you they're not going to try and ram you, but they're just going to try and get around you. Okay. Then I am going to do the, uh, like, Fast and the Furious, uh, like, slip it down, like, heavily in speed uh, and try to, like slow down so we're even, and then just give them a little lub tap, hopefully pushing them into the rocks, using <laughs> the fact that, like, we're broadcast. It's like, we have our left turn signal on, we're turning right. 
Okay. And then uh, next turn so... we can just barrel out of here and leave him for the big slow monster. So you're gunning it still? Uh, no, we're, we're we're slowing down and then pulling right, like trying to, I guess, we, uh, yeah, we're trying to get up alongside of him first, and then we'll see if that works. Because if it also works and I get within 100 feet, I'm just going to Eldrick Blast and knock their person at the helm 10 feet away from the ship's rudder. Then they won't be able to maneuver as well. This is and some hope- burnout three-style driving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll give us advantage on speed. Yeah, yeah, I, I think the turn order will usually be rigging, then steering, then... Okay, so, go ahead and make that check. You'll know how fast you are once I do mine. Yeah. Yeah, alright, at Let's least, like, call check it first. out, so I'm like, slow us down a little, because I really need to pull this off. Yeah. <laughs> eight. Oh. <laughs> uh, so with that eight, you're able to slow down to a three, but not, like, that full, like, you know, almost hitting the e-brake, and then just you know, flying out again. Well, at least we slowed down. But that means that you'll just be making this maneuvering roll flat, not with disadvantage. Works for me. At any point, do we come within 100 feet, like me helm to helm with the other ship? Yeah, I'd say so. All right, well, I'm much better at this kind of thing. (laughs) So does a 19 hit? Yeah, yeah, that hits their helmet. So the Hellman is struck with nine points of damage and flies back ten feet away from me with an Eldritch Blast. Wow, okay. Um, I will give him an athletics check because he is actively holding onto the wheel just to try and keep his footing, so to speak. He fails that. So yeah, you blast him away from this helm of the ship. Uh, it's actually 10 feet closer, but same thing if we're side to side. All he needs to do is yeah, move 10 yeah. feet away. I, 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 yeah. I assumed you meant pull closer from what I knew about your character. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. But uh, yeah, and then I'll make my maneuvering to give him a love tap now that nobody is uh, helming the ship for this round. <laughs> uh, does a 15 do it? Yeah, yeah, with that 15... You uh, don't bump it to cause damage, but you bump it enough that it's now, instead of just kind of going with the flow, it's now on a dead set course for a rock if somebody doesn't get on that helm immediately. Oh, that's one way to take out the competition. (laughs) (laughs) Faster than expected. And after this round, you guys will be on the uh, current, so going faster than uh, whatever you already have it set to, but also able to maneuver even less. Oh my gosh, we might just win because we're <laughs> faster than the bird, so like we might just win. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, do, we, do we get any cargo? We get any crates? I mean, you're on harpoon. Well, uh, yeah. So let's have you make that range attack roll for one of the crates. All right. So is that dexterity? Do I add my proficiency as well? Yeah. Well, is your character proficient in javelins? Oh, javelins? No. Oh wait, is that a is that a is that a simple weapon? That is a simple. I weapon. believe so. Then yes. Uh, she is proficient. And I can use okay. dex or strength? Uh, I believe so. Okay. Like, if you're using case. it as a melee weapon, it's strength, but it, since you're throwing it, I believe it could be either or. All right. Is is it advantage or straight roll? Straight roll. All right. And do I only have time for one, or can I try both of them? Uh, l- only one. All right. Let's see. That'll be a 13. Hey, you know, the nice thing about crates, they aren't moving around too much, aside from bobbing in the water. 
Alright, so you haul it aboard. Roll a d6 to see what's inside. Alright. Let's see. One. Alright. Whipping out a crowbar and prying that open, you find yourself holding a fan. A fan? A fan. <laughs> like, it's a small, portable fan, right? Like a small, portable, you could use to fan yourself, or, you know, who knows? <laughs> it, like, it has uh, some gust of wind painted on it. Oh. Okay. I, I'm going to, like, hold it up and say, I got a fan with a gust of wind painted on it. She is shaking her hand, listeners. She is shaking it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to go toward where Jade is, because I'm assuming that she might be able to use it. <laughs> Maybe if it has some kind of gust of wind properties. <laughs> Just kind of do a quick handoff? Yeah. Yeah, maybe you can use it. And if not, it's, it's my it's my gift to you, Jade, because you're doing such a good job. <laughs> oh, I think you... I wave it around because I'm like, whew, whew, <laughs> into the sails. Now, waving it around to use it or just waving around like, I got a gust of wind fanned, I think. I'm fanning it into the sails. Okay, yeah. As you're fanning it into the sails, <laughs> you guys are going even faster. Um, but as you're fanning it, you're realizing, wait, no, no, don't stop disappearing. No. Oh, it was only one use. <laughs> well, I used it. For, for a second, I was like, oh no, is this going to be the kind of wind that like knocks down masts of ships and stuff? <laughs> Just instantly kneecap ourselves. <laughs> hey, it could have been worse. No, no, that was good. That was good. <laughs> so, with where you guys are now, um, the Burge is only just now coming up to the towers. You're completely surrounded by the towers. Um, I mean, there's an exit you can see. Like, it seems to clear off in the in front of you. But you have pulled a fair distance ahead now, thanks to that fan. And the needle seems to be in a very compromised position a uh, fair bit behind you. You are leading the pack right now. Um, one of you, doesn't matter who, just give me a quick perception check real fast, see if you can spot anything else. I can try it. Yeah. Yeah, I have plus zero. My hair's in my right. eyes. 19. <laughs> finally a high roll. <laughs> 19. Finally a high roll. Okay. Well, uh, it looks like you guys will may want to slow down a little bit to maneuver it through these towers without bumping anything. Because between the gust of speed from the fan going up current, you, you guys are hauling right now. Um, which, that's a good thing for speed, not a good thing for maneuverability and kind of threading through various obstacles. But there is a crate up ahead if you want to go for it. Uh, alright, I'm gonna shout up to everyone, kind of say, um, guys, we kind of need to slow down a bit, otherwise we might hit a rock. Um, we're going really fast, but there's rocks up ahead, and I'm gonna try to get this crate. <laughs> so, uh... The start of the next round, and yeah. I try to control our speed? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You, you can always shift up or down one, no problem, even if no one's in the rigging. But for sudden, you know, burst of speed or sudden drops in speed, someone in the rigging. All right, I can do that. Yay for advantage. I got Yay my first natural 20 of the season. Woo! Hey. That's a 25. Woo. All right. How, how slow do you want to go? At 100, uh, Willie would have advantage. Since he, if he stays at the helm, Stella, how slow shall we go? Uh, <laughs> I don't know about ships. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know either. Like, 
Um, are we like careening straight for one or like, yeah, how, how much faster do I think we should? How much slower do you think I should go? Uh, okay. So the little voice in your head is telling you if we keep going at this speed, we may not hit something, but we definitely could. And at this speed, that would be very bad. So, you know, going at a hundred would probably be a good call because with the current pushing you along as well, that would just be a straight roll for Willie. You slow down to 50, he gets advantage. Oh, all right. Um, well, maybe if we could just go at 100, which is, I guess, one notch down from where we are, DM? Is it one? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah that would just, be... Um, one notch down, or one knot down, because I think you measure speed in knots. You do, you do. I always forget about that. Okay, I will do that. I do the thing. <laughs> knots powers. Activate. <laughs> Uh, I need uh, to show you guys a song called uh, Trust Me, I'm in Control after this. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, Jade knows what she's doing. Player, not so much. I'm. There's a really old movie called Captain Ron, and I think that's the sailboat I'm picturing. That's about all I know. <laughs> all right, Willie. <laughs> let's try and make that maneuver. That's a 15, my friend. But I do have yeah. one more flashback. If I need to. 15 is good. Like I said, I'm just going to make it a flat, you know, CR 10 for steering the ship, but you get your proficiency bonus. Awesome. Uh, so, yes, not even kind of a close call. You managed to steer clear of the rocks pretty easily. Stella, go ahead and give me uh, an attack roll. Go ahead and try and grab a crate. All right. Just regular, right? Mm-hmm. Nine. <laughs> nope. You miss it. You miss it, and you sail past it. All right, yet another dice going into jail. I'm running out of <laughs> dice here. <laughs> <laughs> you had your chance, and you blew it. All right, so I guess I don't get the crate. Oh, well. I'll, is that, like, the last crate that I was aware of when I was back in the crow's nest? No, 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 no. Back in the crow's nest was just the beginning of these uh, towers. You're kind of in the center. Oh. All right, well... I'll just try to harpoon more crates then, I guess. Uh, unless um, uh, unless someone tells me to go back up at the crow's nest, otherwise I will go back at the crow's nest, but I feel like I'm more useful as a harpooner right now. Yeah. All right. Behind you, um, you hear another deep foghorn. <laughs> the Kraken has been released. Who? Uh, never mind. I'm going back up the crow's nest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna so go between like this round. I'm just gonna, uh... <laughs> like, um, say nope. Really, like, kind of like I was grabbing onto the harpoon before. I was just like, mm -mm, and then I'm just gonna go back up the crow's nest. <laughs> to spot, of course, not to get as far away from danger as possible. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Totally. <laughs> All right. Um. So since you're back up in the crow's nest, I'll let you do the perception first. Okay. You do have advantage. Thank you, because I rolled a one. What is wrong? Okay, that's much better. 17 for a dirty 20. Uh, with that dirty 20 behind you, uh, peering, since you're a little bit above the towers now, you can see that the burge is not going in for the kill. Um, you see smoke coming from the front of it, so you can assume it fired off a cannon shot, and you see that the needle definitely looks like it's limping, so to speak. Mm. But it's moving much slower. Something got hit that's kind of necessary. But it's it's entering the towers at a decent speed. But coming from 
the burge. You see a dark shadow in the water, coming in your direction. Um, I'm just gonna yell down and say, Guys, the Kraken's heading toward us! Also, the burge has a cannon, just so you know. I forgot to tell you guys, but yeah, it has a cannon, and I think it fired into the needle. So, yeah, we've got Kraken, or dark shadow thingy, incoming. Is it a Kraken or a torpedo? With that dirty 20, you can see that they have a freshly broken open crate on their uh, deck. Mm. And ahead of you, through the towers, you see what looks like a whirlpool surrounded by two cliffs. (laughs) Okay, I'm also going to alert my friend Willie to the whirlpool. I'm going to say, there's a whirlpool right ahead, so you're going to have to go around that right after you exit this this course. Um, So, like... Can I see if one path is safer than the other, like the right or the left, essentially? So, looking at it, and again, you rolled quite well, uh, it looks like if you go clockwise, you could maybe slingshot it. Um, hmm. Going clockwise, counterclockwise, you'd be going against the current. Uh, but also, if you go right up next to the cliff faces, you would be able to probably avoid the pull of the whirlpool. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let... <laughs> Um, I'll let them know that. I'll say, so, you could try to slingshot it, like, try to go faster if you go, um, clockwise around the whirlpool, or you could try to, like, avoid the whirlpool entirely by, um, going right next to the cliffs. It's your call. Speed! 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 Yeah, uh, he's already warming up one of his flashbacks, just because he knows this might go poorly. <laughs> and uh, a previous carrier of the king of all creation, a pirate, clearly, uh, his voice comes out of Willie and goes, We won't be doing that today, mateys. Full sails ahead. And uh, a cackling new visage is added to his repertoire. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then circling the whirlpool as well, with the path that you all have seemed to settled on, you'll be able to make a go for getting one if you want. Should someone go down to the harpooner's position? Mm, I think we're gonna have to pass it because don't we need uh, uh, Jade to be in position to change gears two up? Yeah. Yeah. So we gotta stay, and then I gotta man the helm, and uh, uh, Stella already jumped positions once, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Again, so, I had an unseen servant. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's make that rigging check to go full speed ahead. With advantage, it was a twenty-two. Ooh, nice! Full sail. I'm stinky. Now you have disadvantage on this uh, helm roll. Ooh. Well, very good thing that I did roll that. Not as impressive as I had before. Uh, but I do end up with an 18, adding a plus six to my roll. Uh, yeah, so you practically steer the sail the ship sideways, almost, as you go through the final two towers in this stretch, just so that you're facing the right direction to catch that current as soon as you enter the whirlpool and slingshot it so that you're almost out of the whirlpool the same five seconds that you enter it. So you'll be starting the next round almost through the midsection. Uh, yeah, his uh, his visage fades, and then just a very nervous Willie re- returns to the deck of the ship. Like, oh, that was that was a very risky maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
History will remember it as the Willy Maneuver. <laughs> and mm. in the crow's nest, you can see that whatever shadowy thing in the water seems to be bobbing and weaving between the towers, so it's probably not a torpedo, and it is closing, despite your incredibly fast speed. Probably not a torpedo? <sighs> Alright, you can't really see the birds or the needle from where you're at. Good. So, at the beginning of the next turn, does anyone want to shuffle positions? Hmm. The only thing I'm thinking is maybe move Jade down to Harpoons, because I can take it down one notch in speed, and then we'll be at three, that way I don't get disadvantage, and if the Kraken makes it up, we can Harpoon it, but do we want to Harpoon it? Because they are not <laughs> cannons, they're Harpoons. <laughs> I also am not so good at the ranged stuff. Looking at my character sheet, uh, I'm, I have a dex of eight, so like me dex attacking things, not well, so good. But it is also a javelin, attack. so you could use your strength yeah. instead. That'd be better. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I guess if it comes right up on us, I can stab it with the javelin or my sword. Um, yeah, and I can also, like, if it gets within 120 feet of us, I can cast Ice Knife, which does a fair bit of damage. Okay. Assuming that mm. uh, it's not like a <laughs> Kraken with like 200 hit points or something. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I, so I wouldn't be that mean. It doesn't matter if I'm at the harpoon or not because I can't use it in the ranged position. So I just, my longsword is basically the, because right, isn't a harpoon when used with your strength just a five foot ranged weapon anyway? I was under the impression that a th if a weapon has the thrown property... Um, you could use strength or dex. Oh, that'd the be the same way that with finesse, you don't have to use dex. You can use strength or dex. Oh, all right. Well, then, yeah. If I can throw it with strength, I I do have a plus three in strength, so it's better than a negative one. And the uh, range bit. is thirty-one twenty, so you should be good. Yeah, makes me slightly more useful. Okay, I go down to the harpoon question mark. <laughs> Okay. And I, I, because I'm a paladin, I literally have proficiency in all weapons, simple weapons, martial weapons, all armor, shields. <laughs> all right. So uh, at the top of the round, since we don't have anybody in the rigging, you're just going to automatically slide it down one, correct? Yes. Okay. All right. So with that whole order of operations established, uh, go ahead and give me that perception check. All right. Oh, you said with advantage, right? Yep. Yep. Much better as a 17. All right. With that 17, it looks like uh, the Burge is a bit past halfway through the towers. Um, slowing down, the creature in the water will be able to reach you next turn at your current speed. Okay. I will relay that information to my, um, to my companions. And, like, they're pretty far behind us, the bridge, right? Yeah. Uh, with that perception check, I, I suppose they'll be too far behind for me to see if anyone's getting ready to fire the cannon or something. Or do you think yeah. I can see that? No, I mean, it's below decks and it is a fair distance off. Okay. In that case, I'm just going to hope that they don't fire a cannon and assume that if they do, it's not like much that I can do about it. So I'm going to switch to harpoon. I'm going to go down to harpoon next. So we have two people on harpoons for okay. when the Kraken shows up. Um, and then up ahead of you, past the whirlpool, you see the water seems to be flowing 
in the opposite direction that the water was flowing when you started this. So you'll actually be sailing against the current and it will probably slow you down, which would oh. make maneuvering easier, but make moving forward a bit slower. Hmm. And it also seems really stormy up ahead. Like, are those thunderclouds? The skies were clear earlier. That's weird. I will relay that information to my companions as well. And is there any way we can, like, avoid the um, current going in the opposite direction? Or is it, like, something, like, no matter where we go, we're going to be oh, moving no, no, in the opposite this direction? Oh, no, no, this is, uh, th this is pretty, this, this is a straight. So pretty much, you know, sheer cliffs on either side, uh, currents going opposite directions culminating in a whirlpool. Oh. Oh, okay, yeah. I'll let them know that, um, well, we're going against the current now. And uh, it looks like there's storm clouds ahead. So just so you know. And yeah, once I relayed all the information to them, um, plus the that the Kraken thingy is moving toward us and the bridge is halfway through the maze, I'll go down. Uh, Arr, matey! <clears throat> I am taken with the adventurous spirit of it all. Ahoy! And there are a couple uh, crates up ahead if you want to each take a stab at getting one. Or both go for one. Does it take time to reload a harpoon? I mean, it, it it's a weapon that you throw and is attached to a rope or a chain. You throw it, you pull it back. Like, would I have it available next turn for the Kraken if I yeah, did this? Yeah, uh, yeah, I suppose. Oh, okay. Well then, do you add your proficiency plus your strength to use the harpoon? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I throw it, and I get a 5 plus 9 is 14 to try to hit the crate. You get it. I reel the crate in rapidly with my strong arms. Woo. Roll a d6, see what's inside. And I open up a... One. You could have sworn you saw this fan earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I do not use it because we need cargo to win. <laughs> I put it inside my gambus and into the oh, depths. You, you guys have cargo in there. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, go. there's cargo in your hold. It's like, in theory, someone could hop aboard and make off with the cargo and bring it to their ship. Oh, okay, well then, yeah, I'll use this right before the finish line. Whee! Okay. Willie, go ahead and give me that maneuver roll real fast. Not that there's really choppy seas up ahead. Just, you know, really nasty-looking clouds. I had rolled it previously, got a 16. Okay. Very solid. I... Also, hmm, I wanna, I'm want i thinking about hexing this Kraken, but I don't know if, if I should give advantage on strength or dexterity, because it wouldn't affect attacks, but, like, is swimming... No, swimming's still athletics, so if it's going to try to keep up with us in choppy water, yes. I'm, uh, oh, uh, one small DM question. It says targets you can see. Does... Being a big shadow under the water count as seeing it, or does it have to actually breach? I would say that you would have to actually see the creature, and seeing its silhouettes from above the surface would not count. Okay, cool. Then uh, I'll just take that 16 maneuvering to go against the current. Okay. So no one in the crow's nest, no one in the rigging. We still have someone at the helm. Uh, the burge finally comes out of the towers as you guys are leaving the whirlpool in your rearview mirror. You hear a cracketing boom as it fires off its cannon. And it hits you guys square uh, in the starboard midsection. Huge chunk of wood gets pulled away from the ship. 
Uh, you aren't taking on water yet, but another solid hit like that, you might be in trouble. Ruh-roh-raggy. I don't say that in character. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. Yeah, how, how far away are they from us now? If we had to put a number to it, probably something like 600 feet. Oh, okay. Oh, wow, that's a long-range cannon. I mean... It's a cannon. Makes sense. Back in ye olden <laughs> days, uh, you know, they'd be shooting cannons at each other from half a mile away. Which is about 2,500 feet-ish. Long range indeed. I don't know. I, I feel like to get hit by a cannon less, we can like try to do is is like sidewinding a way to get um to make it harder to hit. Oh, just like serpentine, yeah. bob and weave. Yeah, no, that that's that's a good thought. You know, just provide a, an erratic target so they can't draw a beat on where you're going to be. It also does take time to load something like that, and you do have a big old beastie coming up on you. Speaking of, uh, it looks to be. Uh, right next to you almost. Like, not close enough that you could poke it with a stick, but close enough that if you don't put some serious distance between it and you soon... Is it within 60 feet? I'd say yes. Um, you can't see it. Clearly it's still below water. Okay. I could actually do something that will make it... that will make it slower. Um, yeah. I'm gonna wait until it's my turn. Okay. So, first off, uh, anybody changing positions? No. Mm -mm. No. No, because I, I think if I go to the crow's nest, I'll be more than 60 feet away from it. No, I'm going to go to where I can be 60 away from, feet away from it. Okay. We have two staying in harpooning. Willie, are you going to stay at the helm? Are you going to try and uh, hop in the rigging or the crow's nest or stay there? No, I think I'm good with helm. Okay. Uh, do you want to shift speed at all? Yes, I'd like to shift it up. Okay, so we're up to speed four, but really it's 150 because you guys are going against the current. All right, Harpooners. Do either of you... It sounds like you, Stella has a plan, so she wouldn't be able to harpoon if she's attacking a creature with a spell or casting a spell. So, mm -mm. does Jade have a plan, or is she going for one of the crates? Am I within 30 feet of the Kraken? Uh, no, it's about 50 feet away. Okay, I'm going to ready a harpoon attack for if it is 30 feet away so that I don't have to attack with disadvantage. Okay. So you guys are just sailing past the crates. Yeah, there's a kraken, so... Y you know, that that's a fair priority assessment. Huh, some swanky loot that might disappear on first use, or... Giant sea monster. Yeah, I don't swim, so... Not with that attitude. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, what nasty surprise is in store for the Kraken? Okay, well, if I hit it, it's gonna go ten feet. It's gonna have ten feet less speed. It's gonna its speed is gonna be um, diminished by ten feet until the start of my next turn. So I'm gonna use a ray of frost on it. I'm gonna derange spell attack, and okay. I got a sixteen. Does a sixteen hit it? Um, I would say that would have disadvantage as it is very much obscured by the water. Okay. <sighs> That'll be a nine. <laughs> you hit the water. <laughs> well, I, I guess I make a little bit of a freeze. And I'm gonna, well, now that it didn't work, I'm gonna say, if I hit it with one of these things, its speed is gonna be, it's gonna go a little bit slower. So I'm gonna try to hit it with one of these things. But I missed. And yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's all I can do, I think. That's all right, all right. Stella. You'll get it next time. 
when it wraps its tentacles around us and chokes the life out of us. <laughs> It'll be much easier to hit. Speaking of tentacles, the Burge, since it doesn't seem to be a speed demon, is opting for that I'm going to take the long way around the whirlpool. And as it gets up right next to the cliff face, you see some horrible tentacly thing reach out and start making grabs for its crew members. And uh, the two in the harpooning position are now very much focused on trying to stab at what's trying to grab them instead of trying to get crates with cool swag. Aha. Ah, so... Wait, I- I'm confused. Do I still see the shadow under the water? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to look at um, Jade. I'm going to say, is, is this still a Kraken, do you think? Like, I didn't hear him say Krakens, but I don't know. Yes. This Kraken, that, other tentacles. Surprise. <laughs> okay. Stall is confused and player is confused <laughs> and uh, concerned. <laughs> uh, Willie will yell from the helm, maybe they bought the calamari in bulk. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yummy. <laughs> Too bad I don't have fire spells, because then I could I could barbecue it. But no, I'm just going to freeze it. <laughs> uh, I only eat my wife's cooking. I don't eat at all. <laughs> <laughs> As you guys are discussing the various ways to enjoy uh, cetapods, or monstrous things that might have cetapod features, somebody give me a quick perception check. Uh... I'll do it. Uh, ten total. Off to jail with you. (laughs) Well, uh, the good news is it would be impossible to miss this. Uh, The bad news is you have no idea where it's happening next. A thunderish bolt of lightning comes down right between you and the Kraken. Ooh. Doesn't hit the ship, thankfully. But if something like that hit the ship, it could be very bad. But it scares off whatever is pursuing you enough so that you have another round of safety. Hmm. Okay. But maybe that's what, yeah, maybe that's what's so hazardous about this stretch is that, oh, there could be random thunderstrike, lightning strikes. That mm-hmm. seems difficult to protect against. How close are we to the finish line? Um, you can see the beacon lighting the finish line about a thousand feet away. So going full tilt. Uh, you'd be going 150 feet per round because, you know, you're going up current. Um, about six rounds if we want to make it a nice round number. Yeah. Okay. I have that prepared harpoon action so the Kraken didn't get within 30 feet of me. It did not. Um, okay, so I just lose the action. All right. Yeah. Does it look like the Kraken can't get us next round? Um, You see that it's retreating into the water. Okay. Whose turn is it? Uh... It is your guys' turn. So if you guys want to shuffle uh, who's in what position, now is when we would do that. I have a suggestion. Yeah. It's probably not going to go over the most popularly, but I do have a trident. Let me scramble up to the crow's nest, and then I'll just hold it real high in the air, grounding it with my own body. I have advantage on death saves, so <laughs> it's the, I'm the least risky person to put up there. We kick it into full speed, hit the sails with the fan, and just try to blow through this. If we get lightning striked, I'll probably be fine. Yeah, but isn't that going to blow up the ship, too? Or is it just... Yeah. I don't know how lightning works. 
<laughs> yeah. I, I don't think this works on Avatar logic, where if somebody's hit, the lightning just stops. Uh, isn't that just attracting lightning to the ship? <laughs> I don't know. How does it work for houses? <laughs> There's a grounding wire. Oh, yeah. We're, we're on the ocean, huh? Well, I'll stick a while. <laughs> I don't know. If that, if that would work, that would be one thing. But I, I feel like you will just lightning rod us. I'll be honest, I've only ever seen storms at sea from under the water. <laughs> They're much different topside. Maybe if we put the anchor down and it hits the bottom. Right. Maybe that could work then. <laughs> Tied to the anchor. Just eat. Well, now, uh, then no, I, I guess I'm cool just sticking on the helm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Plus, like, um, we might want to bomb with weave or something to not get hit by a cannon. Because if, if we get a um a cannon strike or a lightning strike, then we're kind of boned. Yeah. I, I, I will say, mechanically, you guys can use a perception check to see where impending strikes are. Sort of oh. like how the rocks, you were able to avoid those. It's a fantasy world. Don't apply logic. <laughs> okay, in that yeah. case, I should probably go up in the pro- to the crow's nest so I can get advantage on perception. Um, do you think there's, like, other stuff in the crates that we might want to try, or...? Mm. I-, I happen to be at a harpoon, so, like, if you want me to just catch one, I can. Can I? Yeah. Am? am I close enough to one? Um. Yeah, in your path, if you guys make a slight... Uh, steering maneuver. It wouldn't be a serpentine maneuver, so... No, it's not worth slowing us down. I I mean, I'll just go up to the rigging and use the fan on the sails. Okay. Alright, All right, so, uh, Stella, go ahead and give us that perception check. Alright, I'm going up to the crow's nest. So I get advantage, right? Yep. That is good. Um, That's going to be a 13 total. Okay. Uh, you can see that there's an impending lightning strike dead ahead if you maintain this course. All right, lightning's gonna strike dead ahead, so you gotta you gotta go around it, I guess. You gotta swerve a bit. Willie, left or right? Willie, swerve. Uh, he'll just yell back. As long as it's not straight, I think it's good. Uh, there's nothing really to be benefited from either one, right? It's just not going straight into the lightning strike. Yes. Well, cool. we should probably do the same one when I fan it and you steer it. Mm. Yes, that would be bad. Otherwise, then, uh... Right! <laughs> Always turn right! I fan the sails so that the ship is thrust to the right with the force of the wind in the sails. And okay, I'm sure okay. that Willie's doing the same thing in the steering helm. I trust Yeah. Him. <laughs> I'm, like, keeping it tight to, like, maximize the speed, and then I'm ready to, like, push it as soon as the fan goes out. Okay. Uh, just go ahead and give me that uh, check real fast, since you would be going at 200 disadvantage. Does he get advantage because huh? of the fan? Question mark Or more speed? That's the speed. That's the speed. Oh. Okay. Well, not as good, but I did creep by with a 10. Okay. Like, you were going to be turning right either way. It's not a matter of, like, whether you're able to turn the ship. It's more just keeping it in the rough direction you want it to be in after the turn's completed, rather than, like, Wait a second, I'm not supposed to be sailing sideways. Oh no, that's a cliff face up ahead. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, everything from the burge seems silent. They're creeping ahead. They, you know, are still dealing with whatever that is in the cliffs, but they're seeming to fend it off okay. No sign of the needle. Whatever you did, slash the uh, burge did, 
seem to take it out. All right. So, also, no sign of the shadowy creature in the waves. Hmm. <laughs> Very good. Now we'll only drown instead of being drowned and eaten. <laughs> well, hey, 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 don't forget electrocuted. <laughs> Again, uh, Willie doesn't breathe, so he's not too stressed out by this whole situation. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> All right. So, any shuffling of positions? Think I'll stay at the crow's nest. Jade can kind of go where she wants, because I don't think we're going to be dropping speed that much. So, wherever you want to go. We've changed positions, so I'll go back to the harpoon in case we happen to be near any loot. Okay. All right, so go ahead and give me that perception check real fast. All right. Thank goodness for advantage. That's a 14. Oh, Stella is needing that today. <laughs> yeah. With that 14, you see that there are a pair of crates off the port bow. So a slight leisurely turn left will bring those both within easy harpooning range. Okay, do I see any impending lightning strikes? Uh, impending lightning strikes if you don't turn towards those crates. Oh, okay. Oh, impending lightning strikes if we don't turn toward them. Okay, I'm going to shout then. Yeah, crates over to the left. We got to change course because if we don't change course, we're going to go into a lightning strike. So better try to get those crates and change course. <laughs> so left, Willie. Left it is. And I helm up a seven. <laughs> Do you want to adjust the speed at all? Oh, no, I probably wouldn't have, just because I know the results. <laughs> okay. Um, since you don't have the fan giving you that little speed boost anymore, it's just a straight roll. Oh, I thought it was a disadvantage. I thought we were at max and hitting the fan. Well, the fan's a one-turn use thing. Okay. Uh, well... Um, and since you're going up current, the the number four goes down to the number three. Mm. And since oh, you're in okay. the... Yeah, yeah. And since you're at the helm, that advantage plus disadvantage becomes a roll. Well, that's good then, because the other one was a 16, so that's an 18 with my proficiency. Oh, well, even better. Yeah, you make a, a nice solid turn. No one's, you know, losing their lunch due to, you know, hey, who's this newbie at the helm? <laughs> You're going the right direction, and that lightning bolt, uncomfortably close, but further away than that first one. And now we got two crates. If you want to slow down, you could, you know, spend the next turn going for both. Or if you just want to go for the finish line, that's also valid. Uh, what do the harpooners think? Finish this. Hmm. Yeah. Then, uh, then no, I'll just let them take their their swipes and, uh... A drive-by harpooning, then. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I roll for the harpoon? Yeah, it's all mm. you, Jade. Okay. Eleven? Well, it's a good thing that, uh, crates don't wear armor. <laughs> <laughs> Call it aboard and let's see what's inside. All right. Not a one. It's a three. Hey! Well, you see a button. It looks almost like a rune with a shield on it. I whip it at Willie. I'm like, catch! <laughs> Willie will catch it and, uh, you know, he, yeah, he thinks he gets the gist of what this will do. So, thank you. Can't have you talking about offing yourself. <laughs> I, I'm i pretty sure I can't die again, friends. <laughs> <laughs> the burge makes its way out of the whirlpool. Crew's looking kind of haggard. You can see Stella, but they're letting out a roaring. And you hear another thundering boom from the cannon. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, this is what Willie was waiting for. He'll go ahead and slap that round as soon as he hears the roar and, like, sees it kind of coming over the arc. All right. That cannonball was about to hit you guys square in the aft of the ship, but just as Willie hits that button, a shimmering shield pops up around the ship entirely, and the cannonball just hits it and skims over the top like a stone over water and flies somewhere far, far away. That's somebody else's problem now. (laughs) Hopefully nobody was where it landed. It's okay. Your bullets never come down. (laughs) Gravity's a myth. Manslaughter. Hey, if we don't know about it, it's it's okay, right? (laughs) Not our fault. (laughs) All right. Any shuffling of positions? You guys are very close to the finish line. Two more rounds at this speed. Good where I am. Yeah, I'm cozy. Yes. Okay. Let's uh, get that perception check. All right, I'm ready for this. Ooh, nice. Okay, high rolling. Dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. Nice. Yeah. Two lightning strikes incoming. You guys got to keep it straight. All right. Yeah, I relay exactly that information to them. On the flip side, if you guys make a ninety degree turn, you obviously won't make as much progress towards the finish line, but you'll be close to a crate if you want. I'm going to say then, if we go straight ahead, we're going to avoid lightning strikes, but if we turn, make a 90 degree turn, we're going to get close to a crate. So, up to you guys, but I say we go straight ahead. Yeah, Willie's thinking about that big hole that first cannonball took out of the ship, and is like, let's not risk any more damage to this boat. Yes, (laughs) I might just draw another fan. (laughs) (laughs) That shield was pretty clutch, though. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's right. And then I, I'm gonna use my mage hand to show them where the crate is, kind of. But like, uh, I'm, I'm gonna try to like keep it close to Willie so that the other um, ship can't see it. Like, I'm not gonna make it like blazing obvious, you know. Mm. Cool. You're, you're gonna just like, uh, you know, the, the crate is between the light and the burge, but everyone can see it on your ship. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But we're going straight. Yeah. Yeah, we're still okay. gonna go straight though. Keep um, it straight. Yeah. So just a handling flat? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Assuming you want to keep it at that, you know, keep it fast as you can speed. Yes, and that'll be a 17. Nice. You are good. You're keeping it straight. You're keeping it narrow. You guys got a pair of lightning bolts to each side, and it is framing you beautifully. There is going to be a really (laughs) cool poster in black light of this moment. Yes. That poster, if it does eventually exist, you can find it at the Fire Breathing Kittens merch store. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The burge from your crow's nest perch, you can see is coming up on that crate that you guys did not initially grab in this section. They pull it. And you can't see what they pulled. But nothing's immediately happening, so yay. Mm. Okay, one or two more turns, guys. We got this. Oh, so close. All right. So, go ahead and give me any shuffles if they're happening. I stay at the harpoon. Okay. Um, I think uh, I'll stay at the crow's nest. Yeah, make sure that we don't get hit by any more lightning. Or try to. Give me that perception check. All right. With advantage. <laughs> okay, I, 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 rolled a th- I rolled a three and a one, so six. <laughs> oh, boy. Um. Well... 
you guys are coming up on the finish line. That's the good news. Oh, right. The I bad news, say. you have no clue what you're doing. Uh, it, it could be coming anywhere. It could be coming down on top of you. <sighs> All right. I'm just going to... I mean, I assume that there aren't going to be any lightning strikes. I'm just going to say, full speed ahead. Because Stella's confident like that. Yo-ho. So if if a chainmail-clad person were to leap out of the boat, wielding their sword right up in the air, would you say that the lightning might strike her instead of the boat? So mechanically, what I was going to do was roll a d3. If you do that, I'll... If you do that, I'll make it a D6. All right. If Jade's overboard. What? What's I, can I make a perception check to see her moving? Because I also <laughs> don't need to breathe. I'm wearing scale mail and have a bigger weapon than you. <laughs> so It does make more sense, yes. <laughs> this this would have been a good plan had it been discussed across the party. Yeah, no, I, I don't really do that. <laughs> but I, I, I would say my at move. the moment, yes, Jade is overboard, <laughs> oh waving God. her sword in the air. Come at me, lightning gods! <laughs> Do your worst! Come on! I don't have any spells for this. <laughs> Uh, actually, I do have a spell for this. <laughs> Can I Eldritch Blast her before she goes off the edge of the ship, pulling her back ten feet? <laughs> Just knock me out on the deck. <laughs> yeah. Everyone stays in the boat. All right, so I'm going to ask Jade's player, Jade, are you cool with uh, Willy? seeing your selfless action and being like, no, don't! You have so much to live for! And uh, pulling you back on deck as you're jumping overboard. I really would prefer to be Eldritch Blasted, because that's just funny. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So since you, the player, are cool with this happening, I'm not going to have any sort of rolling happening. Yes, you see that's... You're putting two and two together. You're realizing what Jade's plan is. And as she leaps over the railing, Make the attack roll. I was like, no self-harm, here's a badge. And then you're like, you too. <laughs> you have a family. I'm a ghost boy. Um, <laughs> it's at least going to be, I think, an 18. I have to see if I have a bonus to it or not. It doesn't matter. That hits me. I have an armor class of 16. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um... Range spell attack. So, yeah, it would be a little bit higher than that. Uh, cool. So, hit. Uh, you only take four points of damage. <laughs> and, uh, uh, like, Willie has the instinct to jump off instead, but then realize, like, oh, wait, that's why I'm mad right now. And then just stays on the boat. <laughs> uh,. But yeah, if if anything, I'll just keep trying to pump the speed and go faster to get us out of here. Okay. Oh no, it's going to be a D3. All right, so uh, I'm not even going to ask for Can I throw any my sword? steering check. You're just Can I lose it. my weapon? No, no, I'm not going to make you lose your weapon or anything. <laughs> I, I, if it would guide the lightning strike, it'd be worth it. <laughs> Pitch the sword. All right, luck be a lady. Eat the sword. I throw All the sword right, into the water. It comes close. If you guys had slowed down a little it would have struck you right on the main mast but 
you sailed just ahead. The finish line is literally a hair's breadth away. Are you guys doing any shuffling? Uh-uh. Uh, no, and I don't have a sword. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we are saying the sword was out and just flew out of your hands as you were making the jump and got pulled back. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I threw it when I saw Willie wasn't going to jump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right now I'm just, like, uh, covering my ears and crouching because I just went... Because <laughs> um, I, I guess that would have been really loud because the thunder would have been like right next to me if it yeah, just and also us. being in the crow's nest. If lightning hits you, you are at ground zero. Uh huh. <laughs> so I just like crushed and covered my eyes, and then I stood up, just like oh, you guys didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I, I hear elves survive lightning strikes one out of ten times. Hey, I'm I'm part silver, so like I guess I conduct metal. I kind of ground <laughs> myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so go ahead and give me that perception check. That'll be a 10. It looks like the lightning is going to kind of bar your path from crossing the finish line this turn. If you had a fan, maybe you'd be able to push through it, but if you head straight ahead, the lightning will hit you just as you hit the finish line. So So you'd win, but the boat might not be intact. So basically what you're saying is if we just continue straight ahead, then we'll get hit by lightning? Yes. Okay, but if we, like, swerve or something, we won't? Or, like, slow down? Yes. Okay. If yeah, you I... swerve or slow down, you won't, but you won't cross the finish line this turn. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, the lightning strike may not cause enough damage to sink the ship, but the ship will be more damaged, so it's a bit of a gamble. Oh, I- I'm going to say, so do you guys want to keep the ship, or do you guys want to um, cross the finish line this round? Because if we cross the finish line, we'll be at the finish line, but the lightning will hit us. And if we slow down, we'll have a ship, but um, but won't get across the finish line this round. So up to you guys. I have a question for the DM. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it says, the first time you hit with the melee weapon attack during this spell's duration, and that spell is Thunderous Smite, your weapon rings with the thunder that is audible within 300 feet of you, and the attack deals an extra 2d6 thunder damage to the target. So can I, like, thunder... Can I redirect the lightning that's going to hit us through my Thunderous Smite? Because it's... I'm theoretically I'm calling lightning and thunder down anyway and can i use my harpoon to melee weapon attack something off the boat um like the ocean or my sword can i harpoon my sword and then because i hit it with the harpoon can i thunder smite my sword (laughs) blowing it up into little pieces and redirecting the lightning so it doesn't hit us you can say no (laughs) i want to say yes because this is amazing (laughs) um okay so i will say first you have to Hit with the harpoon to bring the sword in. Okay. All right. I'm going to harpoon my sword. Yes. All right. That is a 14 on the This dice. is going to be a slightly higher target five. number because the sword is considerably smaller than a great. 19. That's a lot higher than... Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I harpoon You're my good. sword. And then because I hit it with... It's a melee attack. So I'm harpooning it like real close. And then I thunderous smite. So it says bonus action the first time you hit with a melee weapon attack during the spell's duration. So it's... Yeah. Uh, I'm going to blast my sword to smithereens. It has to make a strength saving throw or be pushed and knocked prone. (laughs) (laughs) A non-sentient item is rolled a 10. So um, I will say it did not make your spell DC. (laughs) As it has no bonuses of any sort. (laughs) My sword is so gone. I'm going to buy another sword after this, okay, guys? (laughs) Uh, it's all more so, dead sword. Willie, I'm assuming you're just going straight ahead. You're going for it. Uh, 
Yes. How far are we from the sword? Because might as well just try to Eldritch Blast the hunk of metal back into the boat. It's okay. I'll buy another one. How how I'm envisioning this, because it does state a melee strike. So I'm assuming you throw the harpoon, <laughs> you're reeling it in like a fisherman with a really strange catch. And you're almost to the finish line. You see the impending blast, and then you strike it like a smith hammer striking steel yeah. with that smite as the bolt hits channeling and redirecting said bolt into your sword, smashing it to smithereens. Thunderous smite! Averting the damage to the ship, but directing all of that into your sword. <laughs> and then it explodes! Shattering into thousands of pieces. <laughs> um, Go ahead and give me a dexterity saving throw, because, you know, electrified small <laughs> metal fragments in your face. Yeah, I deserve that. Um... So that's an eight after subtracting stuff. <laughs> uh, you, you take uh, nine slashing damage. Oh my gosh. From, I'm sorry, sword. <laughs> uh, from the various metal slivers that are being shot everywhere. Uh, and, and the hull is quite noticeably blackened because, you know, redirected or not, there was still a lightning strike occurring on the deck of the ship. I almost die. I'm still up. <laughs> yeah, I, I can just like uh, shout out, Jade. Are, are you okay? Yes, I've never wanted that sword anyway. <laughs> it was my town guard sword, and I am now a fire breathing kitten. Thunder smite. That was awesome. <laughs> and as if to be a majestic crescendo to this event, as that lightning strike concludes. The Orca has won and crossed the finish line with its cargo intact. The Burge and the Needle. All obstacles that we control will be removed. You are to cross the finish line as you are able. We apologize for the whirlpool, though. Eee, we crossed the finish line. I, I, I'm going to go down and uh, and kind of like uh, throw my arms around the around the team and say, Good job, you guys. I'm totally getting blood on you. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a potion of healing and say, "Hey, oh, no, drink no, no. this." Je okay. Jenny gave me one last time, and it saved me from almost dying. So it should, it should heal you oh, somewhat. No, that is okay. I slap my face with my hands, which is, I don't really understand paladin stuff, but it heals me. Uh -huh. <laughs> I, I, I just like pump myself up. I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> So I'm looking at my abilities, and it says I have something called Lay on Hands. And I've never used that before, but it says you can restore a total number of hit points equal to your paladin level times five. So that's ten. So I'm down nine. So I restore nine. I go back uh -huh. to full health. Woo. Sixteen. Well, didn't you take some damage from the Eldritch pull? <sighs> Gosh, yeah, I almost you died. took four damage. I almost died. Okay, so, so actually I wasn't at seven. I was at three. Great. Okay, so I'm at 13. I feel very safe. <laughs> I'm at 13 then Ah <laughs> uh, yes Good old lucky 13 Yeah. But after crossing the finish line The storm dissipates You see the Burge crew cursing and screaming And Just before you leave the crow's nest You can see the needle Slowly poking its bow Out of the initial towers Limping ever so slowly Is there a judge's boot? Now that the storm has dissipated you can see that the lantern that was kind of marking the finish line 
was in fact uh, a large, uh, well, smallish boat. Yes. Can we approach them and wait for the bridge? Yeah, absolutely. Um, wait, while they do that, I'm gonna say, oh yeah, didn't we want to like spectacularly reveal that these guys kidnapped the the crew of this ship? Mm-hmm. How do you guys want to do that? Do you guys just want to tell the judge and then have them reveal it, or do you want to do something flashy? Hmm. I could eat it with the harpoon. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't have too many flashy spells. Oh, I have command. <gasps> yeah, you could try that. That'd be pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, we, we could like we could like wait for them, and then we can like board the ship, and then just like take the take them out of the the hold, and just like say, "Behold, what we have found." Or I could command them to... Okay, alright, so here we go. I'm reading command now. Uh, it says things that I can... I can make them gravel. <laughs> so, I, I guess I... It says... I think it's like a one-word command. Like, yeah, you can so make it them one word. You speak a one-word mm-hmm. command to a creature you can see within range. The target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or follow the command on its own turn. So, a creature you can see within range. So, it's range 60 feet. So, I guess, is the bridge within 60 feet of us? I mean, give it a few minutes and it will be. Okay. I wait. <laughs> a few minutes pass. I'm assuming you get close to the judges' ship as well. Yeah. All right. The judges are congratulating you like, Ah, yes, crew of the Orca, well done. We did not expect the substitutes to uh, perform so well. We had our doubts about the uh, perf- how the Orca would perform, but if an inexperienced crew such as you can win this tournament, then imagine what this ship could do in the hands of experienced sailors. Yes. <laughs> Personally, I think we did fantastic. Yeah. Oh, no, no, not trying to besmirch your skill at all, just saying that, from what we understood, you have no experience beneath the sail. What we lack in experience, we make up for in pizzazz, and I'm going to, like, use precipitation um, to, like, make the area around us light up, and I'm also going to make my cloak billow dramatically. <laughs> uh, Willie just kind of flutters his cape with his hands. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, if you don't mind, we'll just uh, wait here for the other contestants and then sail our way back to Nicomoy. He's just prattling on and on about how you guys are going to wait for everyone. You know, the needle is badly damaged, so the return trip will take a bit longer. Unless you guys want to, you know, it's doubtful they would, but unless the crew would want to scuttle the needle and then just hop on board. Uh, But yes, as he's going on about this, the birch gets within 60 feet and they are just shooting you daggers with their eyes. Ooh, they're within 60 feet and I can see them. Captain's at the helm, and uh, the other two are at the harpooner's positions. Okay. I found a word. Here we go. I speak a one-word command to a creature I can see within range. It's the captain, and... Mm, mm, is it the captain? Yeah. Let's do this. Okay. And I say, man you miss, which is a verb that means the act of freeing slaves by their owners. Huh. And I'd like you to make a wisdom saving throw. And today's word of the day was brought to you by Jay. <laughs> Unfortunately, a natural 20 will beat your spell save DC. No, we didn't miss. We hit you. Square on your starboard. Hmm. Uh, Willie would like to intimidate. <laughs> uh, so again, fluttery eyes goes into his demon voice and goes, the lady asked you to man your myth. <laughs> um, yeah, like, they're going to check everyone's um, 
everyone's ships, right? Yeah. For cargo. Yes, the cargo. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at them. You're uh, so smart. I'm gonna look at them. You're so smart. Ah. <laughs> Still a genius. Yes, that is right. We must check to make sure that the cargo safely passed the the ending line. We must look in. Where, where was it, Stella? Um. Well, actually, it wasn't in the cargo. It turns out that they're hiding it. Dun, 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 in the aft area. Was it the after? No, it was the bow. Wait, was the bow? <laughs> no, this is in character. Anyways, it was behind a locked door that is over there. And she's going to point to where it is. Might find a few surprises in store. Dun, dun, dun. And as you guys mentioned this, the judge is like, oh, yes, of, of course. I mean, we didn't see any cargo spill overboard, but we should check to make sure that the orca's cargo is intact. And uh, if it isn't, then I suppose we'll need to check the burge. Um, and so on and so forth. Uh, may we come aboard, crew of the orca? Yes, check uh, all of our cargoes. <laughs> yeah, uh, everywhere in the ship, you're not going to find anything. I mean, besides our cargo. All of the ships. Uh, so, Willie's getting really afraid that they might have lost some cargo when that first cannonball hit, so he's just going to throw out his arm at where uh, Stella pointed and cast Eldrix Blast, hoping to blow a size hole that someone can be like, Hey, we're captured! You do that? You guys... Go ahead. I mean, you don't need to make an attack roll to ship. You're not missing. I hope. <laughs> I mean, I think I can hit the broadside of a boat. <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll the damage just to see if you poke a hole uh, that'll be 8 alright you, 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 you get a bit of a hole not not huge not big enough for someone to crawl through to freedom but you uh, hear a, a yelp that definitely is not one of the crew on the deck like eh, let us out let us out Ursula Charles Billo you're safe now Oh, what a terrible reveal! And I'm gonna look down to see if if our cargo was still there, and I needed to do that. Green, Greenbeard shoots a, a look at uh, Slickjaw. Yes, and you're like, I thought you gagged them properly. Oh, what are you talking about, boss? I didn't even know they were in the bow. In the meantime, I'm just looking at them smugly, kind of like side eyeing with my arms crossed, power posing. And the judge is just what. What? Hey, you? You kidnapped the crew of the Orca? Burge? You shouldn't have even been competing in this. How horrible. How... Oh, the gods will hear of this. And the captain says, well, yeah, well, we got a cannon. And it escalates from there, culminating in the judge essentially calling a lightning bolt <laughs> inches away from their ship. And them realizing, okay, the jig is up. We've been caught. You all sail back to Nicomoy, ending the day a hundred gold richer across the three of you. The crew of the Bil Burge are uh, charged with kidnapping. The original crew of the Orca, beaten and bloody but thankful to the three of you, are happy to uh, lend you a hand the next time you may need them. The Vendel brothers have secured a contract that'll be quite lucrative. And they have said, anytime the fire-breathing kittens needs a favor on the sea, give them a call, and they'll help you guys out. Same to you, dear brothers. Oh, we won't have to pay you next time. Oh, no, you definitely will. 
And as we grow with experience, as your company grows, both of our prices will only grow higher and higher. <laughs> ah, an astute capitalist as well. And I'm going to tell them, well, if if my family, the Argentine family, ever needs um, boat services, I'll know who to recommend. And I'm going to, like, give them uh, a smile. Oh, the Argentines, yes, they'd make wonderful customers. I hear you're very rich. <laughs> I smile again. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this episode of Fire Breathing Kittens. We hope you enjoyed it. Joining us today, we're Jade. Bye. <laughs> Willie. Hi. Have you heard the tale of Whirlpool Willie, the wiliest captain upon the high seas? <laughs> <laughs> and Stella. Um, I can do subterfuge. I can do ship piloting. I can do harpooning. Call me when you need anything. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Reach the Unreachable with Glorified Fitness Incorporated, or GFI, where we offer holistic fitness for the body, mind, and spirit. We're turning typical fitness into glorified fitness by including exercise and full-body massage chairs for teens and adults and tutoring and educational activities for children and adults age 5 and up. With the sights and sounds of motivation and encouragement, we're inspiring our clients and staff to reach the unreachable in their fitness goals. At GFI, your whole family can reach the unreachable. Connect with us online at glorifiedfitness.com. Oh, g'day. How's it going? Nice to meet you. I'm Stu. I'm Chris. I'm Dave. And we're the Pool Boys. We're the hosts of... Pool Boys Recommend. It's a podcast where we suggest stuff to each other. We do it, and then we review it. You remember, like, show and tell at school? It's kind of like that, but this week I had a mental breakdown. <laughs> You're a music lover, Stu, okay? I am, yes. What is this going to be? And so I want you to listen to B-52's seminal classic, Love Shack, 100 times. Uh, One, oh my God. You know, it's just when you're going to sleep, when you're having a shower. 100 times. 100 times. You can start playing it now, maybe. Oh my God. You, you have you're only yourself to blame if next episode I come back on the air and I'm like, oh, hey, how you going? Here's another cheeky little clip for you. Oh, this podcast is great. That was a dramatisation of you enjoying the podcast in the future. When you check out Pool, Pool Boys Recommend. Recommend. Find us on Spotify and Stitcher Wooshka. and Apple Google Podcasts. Podcasts and even our own website. You know where to get podcasts. Come yeah, on. come on. You're listening to one now.